Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch Live. I'm McDowell. Here with Dustin Frazier. So, y'all saw a two count too, right? I, I, I'm not high. Like, I'm not high. <laughs> I think we're all high. That's the only explanation we can have. <laughs> you know, KFC just merged chicken and donuts? What? What? The- wait, 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 wait. Turn everything off. What? They merged chicken and donuts during Raw. They had this commercial, right? And it's like literally, it was the chicken and the and the the bread was two glazed donuts. What kind of fucking chilling shit is this? Don't be my friend if you eat that. I'm serious. It, Tur- they, turn they, the- they won't be alive to be your friend. Turn the show off. It's bad enough that some of you disgusting people can digest Popeyes, but when you're merging glazed donuts with chicken. That's where we got to part ways. And if I, <laughs> you know, if I see this in public, I'm calling the police. <laughs> you need to be stopped and you need to be destroyed. It took me a minute to process what I was looking at. And they were so shameless about it. Like the colonel was singing. <laughs> Chicken and glazed donuts. Like what the hell is happening to our world? And then USA Network has the nerve to be the home of the biggest loser while having all that shit on there. Oh my God. <laughs> Because it was like same commercial break all along. Same commercial break. Biggest loser comes up next. <laughs> what the hell's going on around here? It, that that just sounds like the second your teeth make contact, heart attack. Like that's unbelievable, dude. Chicken that's, and that's, glazed. That's so off the walls. Even Enzo wouldn't fuck it. Like what? I. <laughs> What the fuck do we even go from there? Do we just end the show now? Like, do we? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Let's go. That will be the, the new Sunday pay per view food: chicken and glazed donuts. Oh, you fuck right off with chicken and glazed. Don't glaze my chicken. Write it down. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, I think regular people, healthy people, would take one bite of that and just pass away. <laughs> they just evaporate. They blow up like fucking chow su did. Oh. Alive for me, bite, boom. And to think, like it just to me, the exclamation point was the biggest loser being the uh, <laughs> and then coming up next, the biggest loser. You got to lose this weight, man, and showing like the guy trying to encourage friends. <laughs> <laughs> you oh guys don't God. care about him. Chest burns. Looking at this shit, like what? Did you Google it? You looked it up? Yeah. Isn't what that crazy? Psych- what? It doesn't even look like there's like like it looks like art. Like there's no way for that physically to hold itself together. You know what I mean? Like how would think about that? If you were holding that, it's almost impossible for that to hold itself. You eat that, I I don't trust you with the simplest of decisions because you clearly don't make good decisions if you eat that thing. There's no way. Like if I asked you, if I if I sent you to the bank to make change and I found out you ate one of those things, I'd send you right back. Like no, no, you don't get to go. USA Network's truly going out of its way this year to be the home of the biggest losers. Okay, they're know? gonna have seasons forever. Like, I don't know, dude. I don't get it. To me, that was more interesting than Raw itself, which we'll get into later on. God, we 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 can, we can just replace that with the glazed chicken donut segment. Fuck it, I don't care. Did did you see the new Brock Lesnar toy? <laughs> did. <laughs> Hold on, man. Let me see if I got it here. Oh, 
Oh my god. By the way, guys, I just got in, so I'm literally just this is all disorganized. You're gonna have to deal with it whatever way the news I'm just looking through the news and seeing what's happened since I tell you right now, I can't wait to see the age range for that toy. I see. I'm gonna look for this now. Oh my god. I saw that earlier today. I refuse to believe it was real. And then you say it and I'm like, there's my confirmation. There it is. Oh my god. That's um, just disturbing. Oh, God. Somebody out there is going to get that tattoo oh. on the under part of their penis. Oh. <laughs> right? I involuntarily cringed right when you said that. That is fucked up. So it's... There's nothing dirty on screen. I know people have been posting this with, like, viewer discretion advised. Listen. It's less like viewer discretion advised on clouds because you see an abstract image in it. This is a uh, yes. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Emang for for this. But yeah, th- this is a uh, dude. This is messy. I don't know what happened. It's it's his chest. Just to clarify for anyone who still sees a dick, this is the the next best thing since Sin Cara's golden drip shirt. Remember the golden drip? <laughs> the golden drip was was legendary. Remember that? Oh god! To this day, they still tell stories of the golden drip shirt. Yeah, how did that get past that? I guess the same way. It's just the way it's in the box, I guess, because the head's next to it, and you have to. Uh, I hope so, because WWE—they're truly becoming like Disney. You know the way there's weird things in Disney cartoons, like there's like a dick in the background of one, and the word "sex" in the air when Simba hits like the dust on the ground. They have like weird abstract things, and I've asked professional artists. I've been like, "Yo, your honest opinion, dude, would like uh." These do you think it's coincidental? And like, nah, they do it on purpose. So yeah, Disney's putting dicks and stuff and all kinds of things. Who knows why? Who knows who? But the point being that this is a is becoming like that. I this is like, like the equivalent of that South Park episode where like Rainy was going to musicals and they just kind of sneaking in the word blowjob at any point. Yeah. This is the same thing right now. Like, it's just, unless you know it's there, you don't know the look. Like you. No, I knew the look. <laughs> there was no way not to look. What do you mean there? Unless you know it's there. That's it's like all that's all you see. Hey, there's some stupid people out there, all right? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. This is nice for my child. Like, no bitch. No. No. Like you Good God. Hold on. Um, we gotta go just because we're already <laughs> here, right? First of all, I want this a little bit larger. Okay. <laughs> that's important to have that shit on the screen. Oh my god. I think the other important thing, we gotta look at the golden drip since we're talking about this. Yeah, fuck it. Might as well. For those of you don't remember there the golden drip. There it is. Look at that shit. <laughs> fucking Hitachi Kara. Fucking. I like how he has his arms all folded like he's proud of that shit. Right. <laughs> like, look at how proud Sin Cara is. And it's oh, just an unfortunate I... angle. Remember the fucking AJ Styles Splooge t shirt? Oh my god, the Sin Cara one kills me to this day. I can't tell. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is so unfortunate of a, of a color choice. If you think him breaking his pinky and tapping out in the match was the worst thing that ever happened to him, old Bobby here. He is ready. Oh my god. Oh Jesus Christ. So you got That's... the old thing card. This is the new golden drip. <laughs> oh my god. And now we're back to Brock. Okay. <laughs> there he is. Dun, dun, da dun, dun, oh, dun. Jesus Christ. Give you nightmares. <laughs> That's fucking terrible. Oh, my God. This was our... 
this picture. I'm going to get this up for those of you on iTunes and Stitcher and TuneIn and all that. This, I'm, I'm sharing it from Medusa. Medusa is the one who actually put this up. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, so I'm going to be sharing this from Medusa. Jesus Lord. And heaven. she said... Uh, she basically said, "Does everybody see what I see? Because I can't get this, because I can't get this image out of out of my head." And then a Heath later tweeted and said, "Yes, yes, we do." <laughs> I love how casual response. Like, "Yep, I see it. Yeah, I don't want to see it, but I see it." Jesus Christ in heaven! Yeah, it's stomach turning. I'm gonna get that off the screen now. Yeah, I, I can't deal with that. I just. People like, I deliberately people. tried to look at the face mask, and it's just, like, in my fucking peripheral. Like the, f- the face mask looks like he's making the expression of someone who just saw the penis. <laughs> look. I have to bring it back just for that. <laughs> what the hell? How, would this, how does this work? I don't even understand what the toy exactly is. It's Become so a WWE superstar? Like- do you wear that to turn into Brock Lesnar? So it looks like you wear the mask and then like what's not the penis is supposed to be the body. That's going to be the Michael Myers mask of the next generation. Oh my God. Yes. Because this is exactly how they made the, uh, the last Michael Myers mask. Do you know about that? Yeah. It was a, it was a William Shatner mask. I heard, right? Yeah. It was William Shatner. And that it just came out shitty because masks come out shitty. So that just literally, oh it's gosh. not like there were any modifications. Michael Myers just is wearing a fucking William Shatner mask. So imagine that. You could put that on somebody and he won't look like Brock Lesnar. He's going to look like a killer. Look at that mask and think of somebody just wielding a fucking axe over their head, carrying like a body behind them by a foot. You're not going to think, oh, look, it's Brock Lesnar. You're going to think it's Michael Myers because that's what masks look at. Masks are just fucking scary. It didn't even have to be William Shatner. It could have been anybody. I would cry, pee, and shit all at the same time. Just void everything. Fuck it. Just No, that's... (laughs) Like, imagine Michael Myers in your head. Me telling you that that's a William Shatner mask. Does that make Ooh. it any less intimidating? No. It actually makes it worse. Yeah, because I was like, wait, that's actually William Shatner. He's wearing William Shatner's face? What kind of whisperer shit is this? <laughs> well, you say he didn't have the socks on, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that's an urban legend. It sounds so ridiculous to you with thinking it, but I, I'm pretty sure it is. And could put Michael Myers, William Shatner in Google. Not oh like the God. internet ever lies. Right. The internet don't said John Cena done died about 17 times already, so. Did he really? <laughs> I remember when that was a thing. It was great. Like, every other every other month, you heard John Cena died? What? Oh, no. Yeah. Well, Val Venus. <laughs> you knew what you did there. You knew what you were doing. <laughs> he, uh, he's still... Out there on the battlefield, huh? He's still fighting in the trenches. It's going to be like Rick and company in that one season. We've been out here too long. (laughs) (laughs) You're still out there in the trenches that whole time, man. Think about what a long time that was to still be battling. Seven straight days of fighting. Yeah. So uh, what did he do here? Let's see. Val fact portraying cheating as moral, ethical, and quote unquote history making is wrong on so many levels. Nyla Rose should have been booked as a heel and not a tool for social justice warriors to push their stupid and insane narrative that is quote unquote okay to have a real biological man beat up and and win a woman's title from a real biological woman. Fair enough. So we already know he has heat. There's no way not to get heat if you go yeah. that route. But uh basically what happened was Cody Rhodes uh during an interview responded in regards to that like how he felt about the uh 
That'll be nice day. Thank you for the host. Preach. Much appreciated, sir. Yeah. So, like I was saying, now oh, sorry, I was just checking all of our stuff to make sure everything was on. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Cody Rhodes was on an interview and he spoke about the, the comments that he, that, uh, Val Venus had made and what his opinion was on it. Cause he spoke a little, I know throughout the week, you guys must have heard some of the shit that had been said. It's like impossible not to. Right. Because, uh, yeah, they're, they're always vocal. They're always vocal over. That's one thing you got to give these AEW guys. All right. Well, anyway, here it is. So. Uh, I know you talked a little bit about Nyla Rose here, but what did you think about Val Venus and some of the criticism that he was throwing your guys' way for putting the women's title on Nyla Rose? I think it's just disappointing. You know, if you're somebody that perhaps grew up liking Val Venus, you know, it's, I don't know. He's kind of like the disco inferno of WWE. I don't know if anyone really knows who Val Venus is anymore, but it's disappointing because I don't think he actually means the terrible, awful things he's putting in writing. I think he's just trying to get a booking and we're not booking Balvinas and you're not going to be booked anywhere near us. Um, and it kind of goes to the last question as far as that's why, you know, if you, you guys online, so many of you have an online presence who's on, who are on this call, the real way to end some of this, this bigotry and transphobia and this negativity is don't hit the ball back. Let them, let, don't stop. You know, and I, you know, we all know who we're talking about here. They're the same people who do this. When we hit the ball back, you give them oxygen. And I'm not giving Val Venus any oxygen, uh, when it comes to Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose, uh, won the women's world championship because she was the best women, she was the best woman at AEW. And that's just, that's just it. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think we should all, if we take anything from this call, to stop hitting the ball back to those people because it's just, man, think about it. It's 2020, you know, everybody should love everybody. You know what I'm saying? In some capacity. I know that sounds super hippie of me, but it's just how I feel today. What do you think? Now, Cody, I don't know if you know, but there are people out here eating glazed chicken donuts. You don't love everybody, all right? But <laughs> yeah, right? Those are our enemies. But, yeah, I guess when you think about it, he does – make a point like when you see people where they have to respond to everything if you don't respond it just negates it immediately because then you're not feeding into them you're not basically giving them any real reason to respond back so you know, i definitely see where he comes from i mean at the end of the day nyla rose that's one of his people that's one of his people in his brand of course he's gonna back him like, of course, he's going to stick up for him. I do like that he compared him dis- when he compared him to Disco Inferno. That killed me just because I was like, yo, he has so much fucking heat with Disco. <laughs> you know what, man? And I've, you guys know I've been a big Cody supporter since pretty much the beginning. Uh, certain things about this bother me. I was listening to Conan's uh, podcast and he was on there with, with Disco Inferno and they were, they were talking about it and like, a point he made that I thought was really valid was when you kind of try to shit on somebody's body of work in response to them having an opinion or where they were in the card in a company 20 years ago, when it might not even be that they sucked or whatever, it could have been just booking or whatever, not saying whether it was or wasn't with Disco Inferno, it's not even, or Valvinus, that's not even the uh, topic, but just throwing that it's almost irrelevant you know what i mean it's almost just like for the hell of it like i know exactly what you mean which i i don't like that you know i think that's kind of just a bad attitude to have towards the situation 
And it's not to say that Val Venus, again, we spoke about this last week. Listen to last week if you want. I don't want to go back into all of that. But it's just not to say that he was uh, entirely wrong in having that opinion. And um, I don't know about the whole trying to get himself booked or whatever. But there, there's just like this weird stance, you know, and I get that he does have to defend his people and stuff. But the flip side of it, and several people have said this, Jim Cornette has said this, uh, you know, Conan said this, uh, Disco said this. It's, it's not so much about them having him there and, and having that angle there as it is that they're not making it, uh, a, a thing, which is what they're saying. It should be a storyline. It's more fake. This is the best way I can explain it. It's more fake for them to pretend that it's not a thing. Because yeah, we're, we're at a point in our society where there is a split opinion in regards to the transgender community and the support of it. Some of it handled respectfully. Some of it handled disrespectfully. You know, but that being said, there's a split community here. So what Conan and, and Cornette and everyone is trying to say because sometimes their messages get obscured and all of the complaining, is that it's even more unrealistic that you have this character, this transgender character, at a time when it's the most controversial topic. And instead of you guys being as real as you've been trying to promote yourself to be with this product and down to earth and making it an open table topic, you're taking the safe route and just not addressing it at all. And the only place that it's not addressed is on the show. It's addressed on their social media. It's addressed on their backstage interviews. It's addressed on, you know, when they're trying to show just support, you know what I mean? Like just that they're supportive and, and you know, I don't want to say that they, to make themselves look good, but just in the back, it's just been a thing that's been happening, you know? And uh, yeah, like I said, I think it's a, it's a bit of an issue when that's the way that they're doing it. Yeah, for sure. Does that, does that make any sense to you? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, where, it definitely like, makes sense. I mean, where it's like they could have, uh, if you want to get heat and make this angle more realistic to 2020, what this, what these guys were suggesting that they do is that they just incorporate the angle and put it up to, to, um, make it a thing, make it a thing where there are, there are people within the storyline that acknowledge it and some people have it there. But when you just have it as the elephant in the room and it's not even mentioned in regards to someone can literally tune in on that channel. And not know that she's transgender or uh, or be conscious of it. And I don't know. I kind of feel like you should be conscious of it. Yeah, it like could have been a known thing. So it's not like something just comes out as a surprise and comes off as if you were holding it like a secret. It could have been the hottest storyline in the uh, in the entire company right now. And it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I got a little distracted, sorry to cut you off, but I got a little distracted in my train of thought in the middle of that, just because as I'm, I'm talking about this, um, we got retweeted by, I guess, a listener or somebody, and uh, their, their whole thing was called Freshly Squeezed, and it was a picture of Orange Cassidy, so I did, it, just, it just threw me off, I looked down at my phone, and I saw the words Freshly Squeezed and Orange Cassidy looking up at me. You know, it's just like, yo. If we would have got, <laughs> if we would got retweeted by Orange Cassidy, that would have topped everything. I didn't think it was him. It was just weird. Like I could <laughs> wrap my brain around why would I be looking down on my phone and just see a picture of Orange Cassidy that says "freshly squeezed." <laughs> like it was just like was, my mind was racing for reasons this would be happening <laughs> through my fucking trailer though. Then a whole thing about Cody and the uh, and the angle that they could be playing kind of came out like crap. But I digress. <laughs> getting getting back to. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, what I was saying before we had a freshly squeezed interruption. No, fuck with you. But uh, I definitely like exactly what you were saying, too, with the whole uh, people always attacking their body of work afterwards. Like when this first came out, and welcome Amy Rose throwing sparks again. This spark little motherfucker right here. But um, Sparks? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, oh, I can't wait till we partner. But um, <laughs> yeah, like with the whole thing where like the, one of the biggest things, one of the first things I heard right away when the story came out around last week from people. Yeah, people. Everybody was, I think I heard one specific comment and it said something along the lines of, uh, what did it say? What did it say? It was like, yeah, I guess uh, Val Venus is identifying as somebody who used to be relevant. And my first thought was, yes, and that's more relevant than you've ever been. So what's your point? Like, But the demographic for wrestling is a lot higher as far as age goes now. So when they say stuff like people probably don't know him anymore and they know Disco Inferno, it's like that's not actually not true. Most people do know Disco Inferno and Val Venus. It's weird to even say that because regardless of whether they were mid-carders or not, they were wrestlers in like the hottest era of the entire known wrestling timeline. During the Monday Night Wars, they were wrestlers. It's so, it's, it's crazy to be like people aren't going to remember who they are. Are you kidding? Who, who wouldn't you remember from there? People exactly. remember, people remember he hate me from the first XFL just because it was in that era. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny to say that you're not going to remember Val Venus or Disco Inferno. It's impossible, dude. And plus, Disco Inferno was super over. Yeah. He should be in the uh, NWO Hall of Fame because he was in the... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I couldn't even... I couldn't if they even, put a fourth one in, he's the one. <laughs> I couldn't even kayfabe that one. Oh, my God. But yeah, it's just like... See, I mean, with, with the fact that he and Cody are had B forever... I, 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 that's the only, I think that's the only reason I give Cody a pass on it. But like, when it's just yeah. like some random fan off the street, it's just like, fuck, like, what did he, <laughs> like, where did you come from with this fucking knowledge? Like, yeah, like fucking so. Val was an intercontinental champion. The fuck have you done? Yeah. And I mean, some people say it's a little insensitive to, because essentially, if you try to summarize what's being said, and again, I'm not saying this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying that Cornette Cohen and everyone's saying. They're basically saying, in, simplify terms make an angle out of it if you're so invested in this community then then make it a topic that's that's open to discussion but there are good and bad sides to that you know if you want to play devil's advocate to that suggestion they could toxify their community the same way politics are toxified you inadvertently bring politics and and somewhat religion into whatever you're doing when you make something that controversial round table open and then it will become the storyline becomes less about the character of Nyla Rose and her work rate and whether the matches yeah. are good and whether her and her opponents tell a good story and more about this other stuff. The focus, that's, that's not where their focus is. I'm just, that's the, the devil's advocate, if you will. Yeah, part of that it. could be the reason. But, that could be the reasoning. But the flip side of it, if we're looking at the other side, of course, is, yeah, you have this storyline here. It's strange to not bring it up. It's kind of like if Zach Gowan was in, in WWE. You know, that was a guy on one leg, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like if he was there and they just never brought up that he had one leg, like even in passing, like the guy's just hopping around and no one ever acted surprised when he hits like a moonsault or does a crazy spot. No one ever brings up his disability. It's just kind of like, yeah, he's just hopping around on one leg and nobody said anything about it. Uh, you know what I mean? And it's like, it was acknowledged and it wasn't disrespectful. I mean, sure, it was disrespectful when Vince turned heel and shit and they had the whole Mr. America. That guy and that. And Brock flew down the stairs at one time. The point being, like, the whole 
original intent and purpose was to show that the guy's doing amazing feats and that it's like he's different than whatever it would have just been weird with anyone if they had something like that and you didn't say anything whatsoever about it that's even more uncomfortable you know and i think that's what some people are experiencing so it really depends on on what their vision is and what they want to go for clearly this isn't something that they wanted to bring up according to them which we can't uh prove or disprove but according to them when they brought her on board they didn't even know they were like oh we didn't even know we didn't even know she was transgender i don't know if that was just them looking modest about it like trying to put up a modest front like oh we we had no idea you would think that if something as a a lucrative business like that and you'd have to go through some sort of medical testing some sort of physical exam in order to be part of that company right uh, you can't tell me that doesn't is no one checking it or did it not happen or are they just were they just playing modest when they were saying that they didn't know that they genuinely not know and uh I, I dare to say here a little bit, I think regardless of what company you are when it comes to sports and physicality and things like that, I would imagine that other companies like WWE and other big companies would be pissed whether or not they support it or not, whether or not they're okay with it or not. It should be their choice regardless. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that it was right or wrong, but I'm just saying that if I had a company, it, like I, I would want to have the choice of whether or not I'm going to have people compete uh, choose what division they're going to be in. You know what I mean? Based on, on gender and stuff. So I just kind of feel like you sort of, uh, blindside your employers when, uh, I guess it's not revealed. But then at the same time, I guess what you're insulting or you're offending people if you, if you ask them to disclose that information because then they can flip it and say that you're basing their employment on their gender, which they're choosing to identify as in the first fucking place. You know what I mean? So it's kind of confusing, yeah. right? So <laughs> It's a little bit of a double-edged sword. You know, it, it bothers me. Again, I hate to be on this two damn weeks in a row. But yeah, so I'm not sure what's right and what's wrong. I'm not, I don't know, like in, in regards to the official laws or I'm just saying in my opinion, I would like to know if I had a wrestling company, I would like to know and then be able to make that decision. What decision would I make? Would it be exactly like the Nyla Rose thing? Who knows? Maybe it still would be. Yeah. Maybe it wouldn't. You know, but I mean, I wouldn't get rid of the person and be like, oh, you know, maybe I'm just saying, look, you're going to uh, maybe book this certain way. I don't know. I don't know exactly what the solution would be, but uh, I wouldn't. I sure as hell know that I would want to be able to weigh out my options. And even if there are potential options, that would be the wrong, shitty, inappropriate, uh, non-PC uh, choices. I'd still want them to be on the table and then hopefully i choose right i just don't like the idea i'm saying this again if this is my company that i wouldn't know like oh i had no idea yeah pretty much simple as that <laughs> i and i mean it's more about just having as much information about the people that you're employing as possible it has nothing to do with just because it was specifically that i'd kind of want to know everything in wwe we've even heard that dave which some people agree and disagree with that as well that they have ask you your marital status and stuff like that because they want to know. They want to know if at any point, how much can they depend on investing in you when, they, when they're when doing action figures and stuff and when they're putting you in the video games and the contract signings and the freaking, the autograph signings and the events and stuff, how much they're going to promote you if they're sending you to make-a-wishes and overseas to be with the troops and all that other shit they need to know. If there's going to be a point where that's going to come to a sudden halt because you get knocked up or you settle down to have a family or you leave because your your spouse, your female spouse has an issue with the brand, so you just awkwardly leave, or, or whatever. There's been a million and one, so they ask that, and some people say it's morally wrong. But I say maybe not, because it is an investment. And even doing shit like that, you can still sort of get uh, blindsided by like what Maria did with them. 
Well, like Maria kind of didn't say that she was knocked up or trying for another kid, signed the new big fat contract, and then was pregnant, maternity leave, money, free money. <laughs> exactly. You don't want to so, be in that situation. So that might be why in the contracts they're asking these questions or other companies are asking these questions, assuming that they're asking these questions because they just kind of want to know where you are. It's not unheard of for that to be on any uh form. Marital status is unlike everything. Everything that you could possibly fill out has that shit on there. Think about it. Yeah, Jesus Christ, everything. <laughs> everything. There's nothing that doesn't matter, but they were kind of called out for that. So, yeah, there are people that are dealing with this. And, of course, Valvinus responds, wow, just wow, I've actually got to go into work at the dispensary now to serve humankind the very best medicine God put on this planet. But make no mistake about it, Cody's delusions have earned the deserved and and deserve a fact-based response. Stay tuned, humanoids. I like how he used humanoids from the late, great Bobby Heenan. But that being said, <laughs> looking at this here, so what he said in in simplified terms is that he actually has to go sell weed legalize weed because that's what Valvinus does because he said he has to work at the dispensary to serve him he's gonna go sell some weed right now but um Cody's delusional response does deserve a response from him and he's gonna give a clap back soon oh <laughs> everybody see how seriously this is being taken because see how corrupt this is this is probably what they wanted to avoid and by avoiding it they didn't avoid it it's the shittiest avoid ever you know see what happened I'd rather just have it in the air, you know, like I would be like if here on here, we just didn't talk about it. Like we're just going to ignore it and insult people's intelligence and not really. Come on. So uh, Revy chimed in. How come she's in every single <laughs> Twitter war? You know, it's like a requirement for a tr- it's like it's like a final boss in a fucking Twitter war. You know what Revy you, is? You get through the dungeon and here comes Revy. Revy's like the hype zone of Twitter wars. Yes. You, you never know, know which tweet she's gonna like, show up in, but you, you know she'll show up in one. You know, for anyone that doesn't know the hype zone here on Mixer, what it essentially is is whenever you're if you're playing a battle royale game, if your team is the closest, whether it's PUBG or Final Call of Duty. That, thanks for the sparks, whether it's PUBG or whatever, when your team's closest to winning, what winds up happening is you get a hype zone, which is a bunch of people on a channel come to check out your stream because you're in the hype zone. That's Rebby Hardy. She's the hype zone of Twitter right now. Yeah. You see it, right? No, 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 Mark. She's not the Paul Heyman. She, she they don't write her shit. <laughs> but yeah, like it's every every now and then I'll see Rebbe just pop up out of the blue, and I'm like, oh god. Yeah. Like because actually, um, it's kind of funny. Yeah, you mentioned Rebbe. Just kind of break into it real quick. Um, going through Instagram the other day, I guess Matt Hardy had taken a picture. And he didn't have the neck brace on. Some fan goes, "Where's his neck brace?" Rebbe, without missing a beat, goes in the trash with that shit angle. Oh, <laughs> people stop coming for Rebby on Twitter. All right. Yeah. Shout that out to that combat. bitch does not care about your life. Please. The combat that they have. So, yeah, she w- she took a shot at Val Venus. Uh, what did she say here? Let's see. She donated two hundred dollars to a cause that helps fight eating disorders in the transgender community and said, while you're here and passionate about I still don't know, to be honest. Please consider donating. I just did. Addressing dis- disproportionately high incidences of ED and trans individuals through recovery, institution, reform, and education. If you do, please do it in Valvinus's name. Okay? Alrighty. That'd be kind of cool if a whole bunch of people donate, because if I was him, I would sell it. I would totally be like, think about all the money I donated. 
<laughs> through you fans and our support. Think of how much money we raised. <laughs> My money is more relevant than you'll ever be. <laughs> yeah, that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. Oh, my God. Oh, too good. He's this freaking angry thing. And Disco Inferno did come forward because I guess he was called a transphobe at one point. Yeah, something like that. And uh, one fan said, why should they use her gender as a damn angle? Why can't she simply be a dominating competitor? No need to drag this stuff out if she doesn't want to drag it out. It's not a big deal. And then Disco Inferno replies, it is a big deal if you're being referred to as a transphobe or bigot for trying to bring it up in discussion. And that right there is my issue. He's right. He's right, man. Yeah, he's 100% right. Like you should, like, why can't it be? an open forum discussion why is it off the table to even have a different opinion on it that sucks it, it seems like the people who complain the most about you having a different opinion have literally are literally just the ones with the least amount of reply like i've seen the people who bitch about if you even if you have like a peaceful disagreement with it they start going off the handle and it's literally because they don't have any kind of a comeback so they're like okay i'm gonna get mad and defuse it. it's like that shit doesn't work that just proved the fucking point. You have no fucking ammo. Like, yeah. It's it's a bit much, man. Yeah. It's like, disagree with me all you want, but disagree with me some, with some actual points. I can give a shit if anybody has a different opinion from me, but it's like, give me a point back, something. like. <laughs> Thanks for the sparks, Emang. Let me know. Emang was at uh, Raw tonight over in uh, Canada, over in Bizarro World. As they Did call you see it. a three count, EB? No, fuck you. <laughs> so, um, Later on, he'll probably call, you know, maybe he'll call in if he has some time and tell us what Raw was like from his perspective. <laughs> you know? Oh, God. The next thing, you know, all, all we're going to hear is that they force fed them the fucking glazed chicken donuts. And- yeah. All right. Next story. So uh, on President's Day, Eve Torres put out a post saying that, uh, she looks forward to having, okay, this is the post here. Happy President's Day. I look forward to having a president who doesn't grope or objectify women. I've taken pictures with thousands of men at military bases at WWE events and signings, and very few have grabbed me and pulled me in as forcefully as he did without knowing me. Of course, at the time, I believed it was my job to be eye candy in a photo for this supposed billionaire and play along. It is actually hard for me to see that photo because it reminds me of my beliefs about my worth at the time. Swipe to see what I mean. Swipe again for a brush up on creepy hog defenses, including the the inappropriate photo squeeze. And then she also just goes on about her pregnancy. The announcement is old, so she's not pregnant again. And this was scary for her to post, but it's not on her mind and that she hasn't forgotten about the pussy grabbing Mr. President. Mark 7106. I was like, Mark can, beat me to it. He said, can we please stop uh, saying someone touched you a million weeks later? There were two photos of her. I don't really know which one or what she was talking about. I don't really care. But come on, man. Uh, is that like the cool thing to do now? Hey, I need some attention. I'm going to shit on Trump. Like, what? Really? Wait, like, how you just come out the blue with this, like, I don't know, like, hi, how you been? Nice to meet you. No, Trump touched me. What? Like, that motherfucker could buy you. You better not say shit. What's wrong with you? Man, give us the commercial free fraud, free raw. Y'all better fuck right off with that nonsense. What is this shit? This is what the world's become. Like, fucking, I'm going to say something like a thousand years after anybody cares, and then I'll be a hero. 
No, why, why? Next, they're going to put her in like the Hall of Fame just for that. Like, she came forward as a hero, newest member of the 2020 Hall of Fame Eve stores. And he was surrounded by a bunch of women. I mean, damn. It's just God, sometimes... <laughs> it's, it's like, God forbid a man find a woman attractive, right? Like, oh, it's not even that. It's just... I don't know whether or not it's true. I'm just saying for it to come up so much later, it's becoming such a habitual thing that happens in our world. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's fair, man. Like, whether you like the guy or not, there's another case where it's like, what the hell? Like, that's just random as as hell, you know? <laughs> Good Lord. Like, like, like is this the thing now? Like, I know people. I know people who have gone through dark shit and literally... Did not even wait a split second to say something. But yeah, we got like the Eve Torres and the fucking Taylor Hendricks out there where it's like all these years later and I finally blew the card. No, you, you said before, the longer you wait, the less fucking believable it is. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. Uh, probably the same place they always seem to come from, from nowhere. And again, I'm not saying whether it's true or not. It's just very late. Like, how long ago was this? When was this, man? Could we even get a date on that picture for and, that shit? To and come when up you now? think about it, too, how many of these stories like that have we talked about? Who was and the president? This when, day? When, who was even the president when this picture was taken? I would love for one of you. Was it, was it still Bush? I think maybe was it. It might have even still been Bush. Think about that. It might have Bush might have been the president. If if not, it was was it Obama? It couldn't have been Obama. It <laughs> no, been I'm pretty sure it was Bush. Bush. <laughs> It was either Bush or Obama had just started. <laughs> and this is the point we're making, ladies and gentlemen. Good God, Obama probably didn't have gray hair by then. That's how long the shit was. Like, This is what I'm talking about with these different communities and the snowflakes and just the different uh, stances and cancel culture. You know, it's just becoming really weird, these, these fucking Scientolocrats. Yeah. And Stacey makes a good point. He didn't, he didn't say shit when he was running. <laughs> like you, there's so many different uh, different opportunities to say something, but no, you gotta wait until it's gonna get you the most attention. And now that I think about it, every one of these stories we ever brought up, when have we ever seen the proof fully come out? Not well, with her, the proof one. is one of these pictures. I don't know. I don't think this is even the one. It's probably the other picture. Let me, you know, I'll bring up the other one. Why are we no, not? Let's, let's, like, let's take a look at this other one. You know, I mean. See searching it here so let's see what we find i'm pretty sure there's another one where we got it we'll, we'll see that iron grip <laughs> fucking kung fu trumping there's a couple of them actually if we're gonna look fucking press the button and snap his finger shut like a bear trap <laughs> i got you bitch <laughs> call me off <laughs> yeah right <laughs> where you going <laughs> where you think you're going <laughs> oh no alright so here's the first one it's not even that clear of an image it is what I found I'm finding these in real time bear with us we do it all in real time not as no more is that Maurice on the other side yeah okay Maurice is way closer than Eva, Eva is and Maurice ain't saying shit so yeah I don't know dude I mean as much as I w- didn't want to take Eve Torres's uh, side in this one if you look really carefully towards the left while he's uh while he's holding them together while he's holding the two of them together he's also fucking one of the bellas all the way on the side right look at him <laughs> you see him doing it i see it now right my debt my damn i see it yep we got it there it is Finally lock him up bathroom. time to impeach the motherfucker move in <laughs> and we'll actually succeed this time this is it <laughs> impeachment time 
Jesus Christ. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm neutral, I guys, like by that, the way. I'm not even saying that I'm for either thing, but damn. Like, I, so, I so love stupid. how that's amazing. Look at that. Maurice is like in his suit jacket, and there's no complaints. Oh, my. That is magical. Wait, I think we did we get a better shot of it here? I think I got a better shot of it now. Okay, okay, that's the second picture. It's the same group. Motherfucker, you look comfortable as hell in that picture. You shut the fuck up. You, Jesus Christ. See, oh, oh, wait, wait. I see it now. I see it now. If you look, like, to the right, you can see him unhooking Kelly and is that Breeze, bro, at the same time? Uh, I don't know how he's pulling this shit off. Like, it's, it's fucking, like, it's, it's it's sorcery. Like, tell you, man, this might be the one to put him away. Just, like, damn, this, whew. That pisses me off, man. Like I said, what happened? I mean, we're talking about a grip now, like you know. What and I mean? here's the thing: in a photo, have you ever noticed how it's always in every one of these cases we brought up? It's always you, somebody you haven't seen or heard from in forever. For me, and this again, it's just my opinion, but this one's really reaching, though. Like, let's, like, let's just be real. Like, like this is really <laughs> reaching, like. I guarantee that. I, remember, I guarantee. Dear Mr. President, do you remember that time when we were in a group photo where you pose and put your arms on me? How you your grip was a little hard. I'll never forget that day. <laughs> she talked about that shit like this bitch had bruises on her fucking side afterwards. I'm still traumatized to this day. I can't play the old N64 game Glover. Was it Glover? You stupid. <laughs> to this day, I run in terror from that last boss in Smash Brothers. Oh my god. I can't get a switch with a new Smash Brothers because Master Hand returned. And I can't even give you. people round of applause without freaking out. Oh my god! I'm scared of hands. <laughs> During the Titan boss fight in Final Fantasy 15, sometimes I have to look away. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. My, nep- my nephew got some Hulk Smash gloves. I almost passed out. It would make people look so much better in general if uh, they either came forward or didn't. And with this one, I find it petty. Whether or not it's true, and I find it a little petty. Like, call them on it right there. Call them on it right there. I didn't have like my that, principles that, that, back that then. Is what you're basically saying? I had my principles later in life. Back then, I was just giggly and smiley. Like so I'm saying right now, I, I'll get all. The, I'll, I'll take all the heat I might get for this. But position of this hand, he ain't do shit. I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't, I don't believe it. That 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 that's and it's that not about is, being like I said. I'm not a supporter of either side or whatever. But I'm like I'm, I just don't. It sounds so fucking bullshitty, you know. <laughs> like, he can't make hamburger helper because of that damn man. Can't have hamburger helper. You're right. Oh my god. Oh Jesus. Hamburger <laughs> helper. She has nightmares about the old Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo Power Glove. Can't look at someone holding a Power Glove. Oh, God. Holy shit. My my sister got me a, a PSVR. I couldn't even enjoy it, sir, because of you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, I can't even pretend that there's any like, ground to this fucking statement. It's so stupid. You incriminated yourself all in the same bit, you dummy. Like, yeah. No, that is literally the minority. We are the minority here. We, we have nothing to do with... Uh, with anything as far as the valid opinions here we're toxic and we're transphobe and we're freaking motherfucker we are realistic here like i can't you know all because it seems weird that everyone's making a big deal even assuming that they are because decades ago this guy in a picture had a grip 
that was uncomfortable at the, at the wayside, which we can see in the pictures at the wayside. It's like his hands obscured behind her somewhere. And uh, she has like a surprised look on her face. You know, we, 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 we watched a kid smack Alexa Bliss's ass when he was walking away on Nia, Rose, on Nia, Nia Jackson's fucking shoulders. She okay. can't watch Spy Kids anymore because of those hand people. That's awesome. Oh, <laughs> oh, God. Donald Trump at that point in his life could have gotten whatever pussy he wanted as well. I go tell I him, think, no. I don't think. Oh, that, fucking Spartan Jesus. Jesus Christ, man. Like, I don't think that uh, he comes there hungry, if you know what I mean, you know? Like, I'm sure that he could have. It's like, I'm pretty sure, sure, he's around, you're a hot chick and everything, but that guy was around hot chicks all the time. You flatter yourself, my dear. You know? You act like, you know, and I, I hate when women do that, too. Like, when they sort of act like guys can't, are have never been around hot chicks. What about those of us that have been around hot chicks all the time? We don't give a shit. Fucking, fucking Mark says she can't play Bob because the grip it made her have trauma. I fucking quit. <laughs> yep. Whenever they had to make a new one call, <laughs> they had to make a new command call. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a command. We know it's Bob it. Never mind. Bob it. Stop it. <laughs> Pop it. Twist it. Grip it. Stop it. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's doubtful for me, and I don't mean any disrespect. I mean, I can't say I don't because I know it sort of would be perceived as disrespect, but I'm just my analysis. Guys like that can get whatever, whenever. You know what I mean? You don't think that you could get like a Victoria's Secret model? Like a, a half hour after that picture was taken, if you wanted to, like he can't control himself enough that he has to squeeze. What is that? Your fucking hip? You know what I mean? That's how he gets his rocks off on your fucking hip bone. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you dirty man, you dirty, dirty man. You know? Hey, let me get, let me get some of that hip, girl. You know what I mean? That dude could be like on a Victoria's Secret model, like literally, like twenty minutes. Like he probably came there with some of his own women. Are you, are you shitting me? This is a guy. Come on. It's just so weird that it was like nut five minutes before that fucking picture, and nobody would know. It's almost as ridiculous as if you accused him of stealing like food from like the hot dog vendor outside of Madison Square Garden <laughs> or something. You know, like yeah, you know, I think I saw Donald Trump steal a hot dog. Really, that guy? You don't think that guy could have bought his own hot dogs? <laughs> you don't think he could have just? He couldn't wait, even if he lost his fucking wallet or whatever. You don't think he could have restrained himself from having to eat that hot dog? You know, this is a man who's surrounded by wealth, power, and women all the time. And it's like, those are the guys who have the tight grip on your hip. I didn't even mean for that to slide in there the way oh, I did. Oh, God. That was fantastic. Oh, God. Yeah, he does. Then he did have something to do with the Miss America contest and all kinds of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, he probably went to the Playboy Mansion afterwards, hung out with Hugh Hefner and shit. You know what I mean? Like, that motherfucker could have anybody. Like, <laughs> So you, like, should be gr- you should be gracious, you pick your bitch. Like, what are you doing? I'm, I'm just saying that at the end of the day, I think that it's just a hand on a hip. No guy is going to give it like that. That's not going to. There are guys in clubs who their, their gimmick is to try to grind on women while they're dancing. Like they'll get behind them and grind on them and stuff like that. Which you can look at that and say, yeah, you know, look at him. He's trying to get away with murder out there, especially when the woman doesn't reciprocate. It's like it will be. But you know, <laughs> do you ever see him grinding the hip? I've seen that. You ever see them grinding the fucking hip? They grind the ass. You know what I mean? They'll grind the front. Who grinds the hip? Who fucking grinds the hip? Tell me what guy out there has grinded the hip. Holy shit. That's how he got his rocks off. Grinding on her hip. He's the guy on the left side, you know? Oh, 
shit. Oh, hip grinding bastard. Let's go on fucking Pornhub and search hip porn. Oh, told you that. You know. You better wind up in that dark hole. Yeah, I'll probably wind up with 1960s porn. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he all grainy and <laughs> This would have been so much more incriminating if you couldn't see his hands and he was smiling. Be like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I see his hands. Some people would have even put a spin in it and been like, you know, she's really classy because you wouldn't even be able to tell by the picture that he was squeezing her ass. But it's like, no, it's a hip. We all got him. And it's in the picture. He can't fuck you right there. The pictures, he would be, there'd be evidence. It'd be on picture. Unless that motherfucker has like an extendo penis. I'm pretty sure you fine. Like you. Decades later, dude. Decades later. No one wants to argue with this man about the topics and the issues and at least, you know, try to defeat him that way. It's like the majority of people, whether or not you like him or not, seem to be more obsessed with just trying like little little petty shit you know like yeah you know i heard he made fun of this person i heard you hear what he said he made that that nasty comment you know look how he acts he eats cheeseburgers like what what are you serious you're telling me you're taking a political (laughs) stance and somewhere in your bullet points of complaints was that he ate a fucking quarter pounder And I'm supposed to take those political perspectives seriously when under the same thing where you're trying to talk to me about all of the bills that are being signed and the taxes and shit, you're complaining about his fucking choice in fast food while eating the same shit, most of you. Oh my god, Spartan Jesus, fuck you ass. This motherfucker said the last time she was relevant when she cheated on Jack, on Zack Ryder with John Cena, so she is really the best judge character. Yeah. I love how when, when uh, all the other presidents have done it, though. It's always been perceived as a good thing. Like, look at them. They're like regular guys. They eat, yeah, the same. But with, they, they but eat McDonald's. Him, they have the same sandwich. When you saw Obama, like, out eating at a hot dog stand, everyone would be taking these pictures and shit, right? And it would be like, look at this. He's just an everyman. You know, this man will come here and eat the same hot dog as us. You know, but it's like when Trump endorses McDonald's openly and just regular guy who likes regular American shit. And that's what we fucking are, are penalizing him for. Not for the poor political choices. Assuming that there are any, because if you look statistically, it goes both ways. But you know, it's like, that's what bothers me. Why? It's not a matter of what side you're on or what, who, what your Democrat, right, left, whatever, up, down. It's more a matter of what the hell. Why are you so petty? Oh, you took a picture wrong. I don't like the way he chews his food. Look at his toupee. He's really red. Blah, blah, blah. Like, look <laughs> at, the, like, what the fuck are you doing? Do you guys hear how ridiculous do you sound? <laughs> when you're using that as valid arguments oh my he squeezed God. my hip he deleted yeah. my save file in Zelda Ocarina of Time water level deleting bastard yeah, oh, just passing the water tower you fuck <laughs> he never returned my season 2 DVD box set of cheers <laughs> he bet the house on the ponies he enjoyed a Uva Ball movie oh god we got to the end of, end of Red Dead Redemption 2. You know what that fuck did? He went back for the money. Yeah. Just stupid shit. <laughs> exactly right. He made all the renegade choices in Mass Effect. Not, no no, Paragon. By the, end of the, <laughs> by, the, by the end of the third game, it was clear who he was. <laughs> you know who you were. Oh, man. Oh, God. Harry. I don't know. No taste. With bastard, bastard did the Doomsday Heights and GTA Online without me. Yep. Does he eat pizza <laughs> with a knife? Yeah. Fuck if I know. All right. Well, that one is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I bet maybe, I guarantee right now, I bet you don't eat them clay, them glazed chicken donuts though. Yeah, he. I mean, now now we draw the line. Maybe we shouldn't be trusting this guy if he's eating pizza with a fork and knife. <laughs> See, that makes sense. The more that, argument that any of y'all come up with, there is a red flag right there, folks. <laughs> you know that fork and knife pizza stuff. Like, bitch, you over here talking about he put a hand on your hip. This motherfucker eats pizza with a fork and a knife. Yeah. We need to figure out the issues, okay? You know, whenever a politic fucks up with a certain community, that their whole next year is them doing the rounds and all of the places that have those people and shaking hands and being crazy. Yeah. Well, start hitting those pizzerias, motherfucker, not a <laughs> fork and knife guy. We need to be seen in each of the five boroughs eating pizza proper. You gotta hit CC's, you gotta hit Papa John's, Pizza Hut. All of them, all of them. Even when the Asians make pizza. Oh my sometimes God. you come across them Asian pizzerias, even Indian pizzerias, you know? Yeah, there's one that used to be down the street from my house called Pizza Patron. It was a shit. You gotta hit that one if you could find one. Yeah, you got Daddy Green's Pizza. Gotta go there too. Direct to your pizza. Oh. <laughs> Izzy's New I, York Pizza. I, this I, I hear that place. I hear that place finally got renovated after showing up. Fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> Been looking forward to those renovations for decades. <laughs> oh God. You can pass on Little Caesars and get your daddy green pizzas. Jesus, Lord in heaven. See, I updated yeah. the, the freaking catchphrase <laughs> there for no reason at all. Just because Mark said it in the chat room. So it's like, <laughs> right, it was too easy. It was too easy to, to pass on that. Anyway, let's move on for now. We talk about this shit all the time. So to be content, I'm not even going to say moving on to be content because the next time some shit like that comes up, I'm going to call it out. I don't care. I could do whatever I want here. All I'm saying is all them other cases, we still waiting on that breaking evidence. So, I mean, well, some of y'all need was, to get It was together. one of those pictures. I don't know which one it was. He has hands in all of them. It's funny because she's, she's, I think, the first one in forever that I've seen actually bring forth evidence. Not the best one to be the first one. <laughs> yeah, look at all that. That mountain of evidence. Tell you, man. He always uses the banana peel in Mario Kart. <laughs> Impeach time. He stays in the back just so he's going to blue show me the fuck. <laughs> you think that shit is fun when I get a boost from a mushroom and I go right into your shitty banana? <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> that got too real. <laughs> That's a fuck up. Because you never see it. It's always the one time you don't see it too. You're ready to win first place. <laughs> fuck you, Mr. President. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker waits till I'm on the last corner of the last lap and then blue shows me. God. That's a level of rage. Y'all don't understand. If y'all ain't grow up back then, fuck, you try to will your shit to go faster. Like, go, 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 go. Thanks for the spark, Sam Rose. All right. So, uh, WWE Network is going to have some new content. I'm happy about this one because we talk about this all the time here. But they're going to tell the story of FCW. I heard a, about this. In a new documentary. This is going to be Sunday, March 8th on the WWE network. And for those of you that don't know or didn't watch it, FCW was basically what NXT becomes. Cause there were two versions of NXT. There was that, I'm sure a lot of you remember that shitty game show version of NXT where they used to run around and do obstacles and stuff. I believe it, it originally took ECW's Tuesday time slot when that crashed and, yeah. and then eventually it was moved exclusively to WWE.com. Uh, well, that thing was running, and at the same time it was running, FCW, I don't know what market or what TV channel had it or if it was on television. I used to just find them on the internet or just find them on YouTube. We used to dig for them. It was like getting Iridium and Borderlands or something. You know, We used to just dig and find these FCWs, kind of like with the OVWs. Like people would leak them online and stuff. And uh, it, 
so at the same time the shitty NXT game show version was going on, FCW was also their developmental. And it was a lot like NXT. You already had your Moxley's and your Pages, your Rollins's and your Romans and everything else that you're seeing. Your Bray Wyatt was already there. Your your Cesaro's, you know, Sincaro uh, was even there. So it's like a lot of the guys that you saw in NXT, they literally transitioned that over and just made it into in, into uh, NXT from FCW. Uh, the final FCW champ, as a matter of fact, I believe was Seth Rollins. And they pretty much conveniently positioned him to um to be the champion in NXT. And also, yeah, Bo Dallas was there. That's right, Stasis, Damian Sandow. They had a good feud going on there. So a lot of a the lot guys of that you were saw, down there. Yeah, there were a lot of people there. And they were there for that transition. So uh, yeah. William Regal even went there for a little while. Mm-hmm. He had a feud with Mogley. Yeah, so what do we got here in this image? I wanted to take a look myself. Jesus, look at that roster. Holy shit. So you got Biggie, Biggie Langston, Bo Rotunda. That's right. He was name his full name was Bo Rotunda. And he was one of their top champions in FCW. Bobby Dutch. Brad Maddox. Good old Brad Maddox. <laughs> James Bronson. Jinder Mahal. Mason Ryan. Remember him? Oh my God. He was freaking aftermarket Batista. Brett DiBiase. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Buck Dixon. I don't even know if I should know that guy. Donnie Marlowe. Calvin Reigns, Jason Andrews, or Jackson Andrews, rather, Marcus Owens, uh, Wes Briscoe. Yeah, remember him? And he didn't he go on to become an Aces and Eight? Oh, God, yes, he was. Kaylee Turner, Damian Sandow, yeah, that's his original look, yeah. He looks Epico. like a bootleg victor, doesn't he? Yeah, Epico and Hunico both having masks, because they were still luchadors. Kenny Lee, Kevin Hackman, Leo Kruger, who later on becomes Adam Rose. Peter, let's see something. This Orlo. Let's see. I'll I'll move the uh I'll move the thing here. Okay, there we go. Bear with us here, guys. Let's move in the overlay so we can look. Peter Orlov, Richie Steamboat. Richie Steamboat was really good, man. I don't know what happened to him. Roman Leaki. We know who that is. Seth Rollins, Sonia, Tito Cologne, Xavier. Tito Cologne's had Tito. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> So we look at how many people eventually go on to NXT. Out of how many of these can we say are still, we don't even have to be top tier, but relevant to the current product you got? One, hmm, two. There's like four. That's, uh, let me see. Yeah, Big E, Roman, Seth, and then Woods. Yeah, pretty much. Jinder's still somewhere injured. So some more counts, but not really. Oh, Mark said uh, Steamboat retired because of his back. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, because he was doing really good. One of the best guys they had down there. I like how they no like, sold, uh, what's her name? Vicky and Eddie's daughter, Shao Guerrero. I remember her being down there for a while. Jesus. But then again, that seems to be the case with them and Vicky in general now. Yeah, that's an interesting segue, actually, if we're that's done so with this story. That's so fucking petty, too. Like, I just... Yeah, I was about to say, that's an interesting segue if we're done with this. The Vicky situation, you heard about that, right? I don't yeah. have the... Uh, Maybe next week I'll I'll get the uh the drop, but she talked a little about about how now that she's part of uh now that she showed up on AEW, no one from WWE is allowed to be on her podcast anymore. So, oh, Jesus Christ! Like, yeah. Yeah, we'll go into more detail about that next week, probably with the drop. I just got to remember, but yeah, I don't want to put it on this week because I want to keep you guys here all night, all uh, the time. Yeah, it was kind of funny you mentioned the network. Uh, I know it wasn't exactly planned, but let's be real. We throw shit in here like crazy all the time. Have you been um, watching that Ruthless Aggression series they've been having going? Uh, I watched the first episode, which was really good. I haven't gone beyond that yet. 
Yeah, I have, uh, I've caught every episode so far. The newest one, which even though for some reason they advertise it as premiering after Raw, it's been out all day. <laughs> it was um, basically Evolution and their whole story. And it, this one made me laugh because it it brought back a memory I had forgotten about. You remember what was it? Uh, it was R N N or something like that. Weekly News. No. What it was is you remember early in Randy Orton's career when he uh I think I get think he dislocated his shoulder and he was injured, and he would show up and give weekly news reports on his condition every week, and I didn't remember it because that was like long hair Randy Orton. I vaguely talking about when we wore like the shorts, like that. Randy yeah, Orton. when he wore like Good the shorts, and, like I he had the fucking like. Remember that. I couldn't stand oh. him back then. It took him a while to grow into his role, you know. Yeah, and it's kind of funny, like, hearing the different stories, um, just the fact that, like, when you think about it, Evolution worked out exactly as it was planned, and it was supposed to be Triple H and Ric Flair basically building up two future Hall of Famers, so it wound up working out perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what Mark Overdrive worked out, because his face was the Overdrive. Oh, man. Holy crap. Look how far back we're going to talk about FCW <laughs> Overdrive Horton. <laughs> it's a really great series. Though. Like They did a really good job on remembering that. See, everybody's always talking about bringing back the fucking Attitude Era and shit. I'm looking at the Ruthless Aggression stuff. Like, see, I remember the wrestling more from there. It's not when it's just about the moments and everything. True, but I, I never, I did not fully enjoy the Ruthless Aggression Era. I don't think that they did the greatest job of passing the torch from the attitude era to the ruthless aggression era. I feel like they fumbled and then recovered. But that transition from attitude era to ruthless aggression was rough. Yeah. It was really, really rough. And I, I personally didn't enjoy it. There were points and I, I've seen everything now with the power of the network and the internet. As someone who's grown up my entire life, a wrestling fan and has been into wrestling, uh, pretty much forever. There were points during that Ruthless Aggression era where I was just there for the pay-per-views. Like, I couldn't begin. I couldn't fucking begin to uh watch that shit every week. Like, oh, there were yeah. points where it was like, I'll get the general gist of these feuds once a month. Uh, right. There, there were points where I was watching Ring of Honor or I was watching TNA when they were around or I was just watching whatever there was that wasn't that. And uh, the and when they so far with this Ruthless Aggression stuff... They're showing things that worked, which there's not much of if you go back and look. Because I don't remember this kind of stuff when I think of the Ruthless Aggression era. I think of uh, Carlito, MVP. You know, I think of Snitsky. Shit which like one? That. It, wh- which one? It wasn't my fault, Snitsky, or Yellow Teeth Ball Hit Snitsky? I think of Bull Buchanan hanging out with John Cena. Yeah, the ma- Chris, <laughs> Chris, Chris Masters. You know, I, I don't think of many good things, man, when I think of that era. Like, sure, there were they, they made a few stars. And even those were like just pure luck. When you look at that, there's more bad than good in the Ruthless Aggression era. You have yeah. some great stuff, sure. JBL's run, I believe, with Ruthless Aggression era, right? JBL and yeah. John Cena, obviously. So, yeah, and I love JBL's run. The second episode wound up being basically Cena's run. Yeah, which that's cool. Okay, so John Cena, yeah. so far one of the biggest things that came out of the Ruth Aggression, the, the only guy who said it, Kurt Angle was cool during that, you know, Lesnar for the time he was around. There was a lot of bad, though. Yeah. Think about how many things didn't work out. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Actually, it's kind of funny. Um, With the uh, evolution story they mentioned, did you know 
Orton almost wasn't in the evolution. I forget who it was going to be. It was almost Mark Gingerak. Right, right, right. Because they, because he and Orton were really close, but I think it was something along the lines like Triple H didn't see him taking it as seriously. So they just wound up going with Orton. And I'm sitting there going, wow, imagine how diff- different the world would have been if it had been Gingerak and Evolution. <sighs> what in the hell? What in the hell, Dustin? You know? <laughs> they should have started with the Ruthless Aggression. I guess they wouldn't have sold subscriptions because I would. the Attitude Era should have been like the the main course. Now we got to go through weeks of the Ruthless. Who do you think they're going to do now? Because Evolution, I wasn't a big Evolution fan during that either. So what else uh, do they yes. have that was good? See, that's the tricky because those are the things what they've talked about so far is what I remember the most. Was the Spirit Squad part of the Ruthless Aggression era or were we already out of it? Um, No, Spirit Squad came after Evolution, but they were right, before they were, PG. So I think, whatever, I what think they were near like the tail end of that. Yeah, it's kind of, huh. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know what would be next after this because those are three of the big things come out of that jesus that was- i like the fbi i liked them better in ecw when they had uh the whole actual thing with oh yeah. know, the actual people in it tony wait, wait, Luke wait, and, uh, little, little guido wasn't just a bump machine little guido wasn't nunzio and he had big sal and all of them you know like that to me and they they came their entrance was way cooler but yeah the fbi was all right and i, I do like my favorite undertaker still the uh the badass you know so i did like that kind of stuff because he was around during there even better than the version of the attitude era to me yeah i think that's when um that taker showed up was in ruthless aggression era no he definitely showed up in was attitude it? era but that was attitude? Kinda, okay yeah yeah but they kind of like after the limb biscuit you know the whole you've done it now that that version we were just really fucking mean and he was a champion was yeah yeah because i remember one of the things on they mentioned was uh the draft lottery and you get to see when they drafted him, and I guess like he was how mad he got. Him, yeah, he was he really got angry. so hot because Vince was like, "You told me this wasn't gonna happen." Yeah, uh, see those things. That, some of that was cool. <laughs> I kind of felt like the uh, the brand split was a little bit done wonky. Like they split up everyone. Some people did good. Some people did bad. Yeah, they, the the mistake they made was splitting up all the tag teams. Yeah, it's like, still an interesting. Like nobody. Uh, it was still an interesting watch. I'm sure, but yeah. you know. Like I remember Batista mentions um how much he didn't he loved working with Devon but just hated the bit because and I was, was like bad. yeah you know. the thing show he hit somebody with a communion box I'm like that's a phrase I never thought I heard he hit him with the communion box like what the f-? like wait what <laughs> it was missable that's the first time wrestling in years had become missable yeah for sure that's what you had wasn't that where you said Valvinus became Chief Morley you like Chief Morley. Oh God, yo! My fucking first RAW was in the Chief Morley era. Isn't it, isn't a ruthless, bitch. ruthless aggression is also Heidenreich, right? Oh God, I think it was. Oh God, that might be ne- that might be one of the next things. And he even had Heidenreich and LOD. Oh God, LOD fucking beyond the, LOD two thousand. At the at the point where you're where you're putting Heidenreich and LOD, I rather them fucking wheel draws out with Hawk. <laughs> you get LOD two thousand, yeah. LOD nineteen ninety nine. So you go ahead and you look and you tell me again about this ruthless aggression or you had to, was that also Mattitude? Mattitude 1.0, which was yeah, shitty. Yeah, Mattitude you know, um, was one of the things work. that happened. Because I think he, uh, he won the Cruiserweight Championship around this time. People look at that shit fondly. Didn't work. You had Shannon Moore also. Didn't work. <laughs> you know, how many other things? If I could be here all night talking about things that didn't work, that were oh, weird God, about that whole era. I could literally be here all fucking night. <laughs> and just mentioned to you things that we haven't even gone into tag teams. You had a La Resistance, didn't work. 
oh god, I hated that tag team so much. I hated them on a level where I'm just like, I know I'm supposed to. They're supposed to be like heel hate, but it's just it's just annoying hate. I did like Shelton Benjamin with his mama, even though that, that didn't work. Was you know, it was fun. You know, you see, talk to me again about the ruthless. What was ruthless about that era? Well, where's the aggression? It was all crazy. It was it was aggressive craziness. <laughs> You had ECW champion Big Show. Was that the same era? I don't even know. Oh, no, no, that was, oh, that was way past. Was no, that was way past. What was the era after that call then? I don't even know. We don't even know yet. We got to go back. That, that, the there was that weird point in between Ruthless Aggression and the PG era where it was just like, yeah, fucking ECW Big Show, Extreme Big Show. Look at how ruthless that era was. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm still thinking because I know there's more. I'm going to feel pissed later on when, when I think, oh, yeah, there's also this. There's also <laughs> We're this. We're post-production. Oh, this. shit. That's another one. Yeah, what about this? That sucked too. Oh my god, they're they're, they're out there. Oh, what was it? He- Maven's heels turn. Remember that one? Oh yeah, look at that. You see <laughs> how shit. That was that? like, dude, I'm barely interested in you as a face. What the fuck? <laughs> I can't even give them Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas because that was way better in Ring of Honor. <laughs> I'm serious. Oh god. Oh god. I, remember. I wonder. If, I wonder was Charlie Haas and Rico as a tag team then? I don't know. I feel like that might have been ruthless aggression. Yeah, who knows? Don't ask me why I remember that. We gotta, we gotta get a calendar and name all of the things on this era that they're so proud of. <laughs> because as far as I, I know, um, I don't see many successful things in my own personal opinion. You know, I see certain things. There's one thing that worked out good for them. And his name is John Cena. <laughs> That's. F- <laughs> you know, I thought you were going there, but I was like, no, nah, that's too easy. He's not doing it. Yeah, that, that was probably the biggest success of the Ruthless Aggression era. Yeah, so when you look at it that way. like Maybe like him and Randy Orton, I think, were the two biggest, biggest successes. Because they mentioned uh, the WrestleMania 21 match with Taker in that one as well. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Truly, truly unbelievable. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to... We don't normally do this. We're going to talk raw. It's been long enough. We're going to talk raw a little early because we're going to try to get... uh. EB on the call here. So when we talk raw, we could talk to him about our, our experience. But let me try to patch him in real quick. We don't know how the audio is going to be, so bear with us, guys. It's not going to be perfect. Yeah. This isn't NBC or even right. the USA network here. See if we get him on. <laughs> By the way, guys, anyone who wants, you can call in, get on Skype, Discord, whatever. Sure. We whatever you're on, we can most likely patch you and people can call in. We don't care, you know. Especially on the Sunday show, like the post shows. I would even leave you guys oh, yeah. ways and just go to sleep if you want it. <laughs> I don't yeah. give a shit. Uh, you guys hear me? Hey, EB. EB. Hey. EB. How do you like it? Awesome. You made, it, you made it, man. Yeah, you better mute your uh, you better mute your podcast in the back when I hear us. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna turn it off. We're not that conceited. Come on now. We want to hear our own podcast. <laughs> that that is. New level of of podcasting here. You hear your podcast <laughs> as you're on your podcast seconds later. <laughs> I thought you wanted to be another dimension. You would be careful with that shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Thanks for letting me in. Glad I could be a part of today. Hey, no problem. Yeah. So, uh, what are your thoughts on on the raw that you saw? What was it like being there? Did you did you enjoy raw? Yeah, it was it was great. Like uh, it was my actually my very first raw that I actually got into. Like the last time they were there, as Randy stated, fifteen years ago when he and Edge were feuding for the IC title. This was your uh, first raw ever. Wow. Holy Damn. shit. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm in Canada. What, what more can you take from me? <laughs> yeah. You know, I yeah, they don't come here that often. Wow. 
I would have never right, imagined right. that. Right, because that's yeah, Shawn Michaels. Heat, I've right. To, I've been to most of the live shows, but other than that, first draw ever. And yeah. I must say, it was pretty good for what we were given. So were, pretty much, were you were you ever at any pay per view? Uh, I was as close to getting into uh, SummerSlam in Toronto a couple of years ago, but plans fell through. And at one point, I was almost able to go to a TLC match down in Minneapolis. So, so this is your first so. time seeing the pyro, the Tron, and everything then? Everything. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no, way, there's no way you're not going to yeah. like it because I remember when I saw all that. And even when they upgraded later on and they redid Madison Square Garden and we got the new stuff here. Like, it, it's so crazy when you first experience the sound, how loud everything is, how loud the pyro is, the lights and everything, and just the way like, it is, the energy. So, yeah, you're going to like it no matter what. <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah, like you're, sure. you're never ready for that first batch of pyro to go off, no matter how hard you're playing for it. Oh, no, definitely not. Once uh, Seth's music um, went through and his pyro and then actual flames like where we were sitting the flames almost felt like it burnt um the arm um the hairs on my arm oh yeah. dude I, I remember my first raw um i think it, that was the that was the night uh triple h and booker t went out for the world title in the main event i felt i felt sweaty afterwards oh, my yeah, dad sure. me goes this is hot and i was like i know right like <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah, let's go great time i enjoyed it my wife enjoyed it with me as well so Awesome, awesome. So, so let's run through some of what happened here. I can't, I can't guarantee. I honestly haven't formed an opinion. Normally, when we do raw at the end of the show, I, I form the opinion as I look at whatever notes and stuff I picked up. I can't tell you if I'm. I know apparently you are dying. I, because I laugh, I I have fun with the bad stuff. So uh, yeah, you got to at this point. Like. So you had the Orton opening, where this was like another speech about how sorry he is and his relationship with Edge, and you know, yeah. and and then it's it's funny because as I'm watching this, I felt I don't know what made me not think of this before, but typical WWE going the safe mode because I thought back to the Rumble when I first saw Edge. And I remember at that moment, my mind immediately started to race to all of the dream matches, the potential opponents that he'll face, the things that'll happen, the alliances, the friendships, the different meshings of styles with all these guys here. And instead, you get Randy Orton versus Edge. We could have had that whenever. You know, we could do this anytime. In fact, I'm pretty sure we have done this. So it's just, I find it disappointing. I would have liked him versus Ricochet or him versus... Garza, him versus any, you know, anything I haven't seen before. And no, just Orton versus Edge. Okay, cool. Yeah. They're really slow playing this build up between him and Edge for WrestleMania. Kind of terribly, unfortunately, but. Yeah, it's, it's, it's making me sad. Yeah, it's <laughs> like I was really hoping that Edge was going to show up. That's what I was hoping for too. I was like, if there was ever a night for him to just pop up, this is the one to do it. Absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. and what Randy made that whole speech about him coming back fifteen years, him and the Edge feuding over the IC title. I'm like, okay, you piqued my interest in the what first fifteen minutes and the rest of the show. I'm like, I'm just waiting, waiting, waiting. Got nothing because like the roof would have come off that place, like oh, without a shot. <laughs> I would have been calling in and like. In the middle of it. I'm driving on the road talking to you guys. It's oh, you fucking her they didn't do that. The, the pop he would have gotten, the pop he would have gotten that they missed that opportunity on. Yeah. yeah that would have been beyond a Road Warrior pop. Like, that would have been yeah. nuts. Oh, it would have been so good. But we got Annie versus Kevin later that night. Which what even the crowd, even the, I love how the crowd didn't pop as hard as, hard as they usually do. 
Yeah. I don't know if I have everything written down here because quite honestly, some segments didn't interest me. So if you you guys notice anything that I skip over, do you have stuff to say about? Feel free. But uh, this segment was basically Orton with his whole apology thing. He's sorry to everyone, but he's torn. He's conflicted and everything else. And again, these are lasting way, way too long. Uh, The only upside is Kevin Owens eventually coming out. Uh, I did like his little dialogue about uh, AOP and their little buddy Murphy. Because as that you guys know, awesome. they took Great. Buddy out oh. of the name, so it was just like little Buddy Murphy. Great, and that wasn't the first time they took a somebody took a dig at that too. Yeah, yeah, interesting first segment. I, it was it was okay enough for what they were doing. I, I do um, like I did like like uh, Owen's whole speech about that. Like he watched, he was at home watching the Night Edge retired, right, right, and, and to get his yeah. career back after all these years. Like, and then you just took it away from him. And the, he yeah, was the crowd a fan. was feeling that. Mm-hmm. And he was a fan at the same time. He was a uh, he was an indie wrestler, which is true. And you could tell that was like a shoot, like that was a shoot speech, like yeah, good stuff. It was interesting. Orton just kind of lingers around too long, you know. Lingering Orton gets on my nerves. You know? Yeah, just yeah, his segments are stretching a little bit too long, in my opinion, as well. Almost a half an hour most of the time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, that hangman's DDT where it's freaking chomper. Whenever he hits Will Bell, he just goes like. Yeah. It's like Orton. We know you're doing it. Like you're giving him time. Stop it. <laughs> so what was after this? Next was uh, did we have our first match? Was it already Humberto Garza time? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't know. I don't really have much to say. Anything to say about this match? The only thing I noted was Humberto when his head hit during that tope. It looked like he. I don't know what happened. Did he slam into the side of the barricade or? It, 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 it looked like he put a little bit too much juice on that one. Yeah. yeah. Don't spear the barricade. I mean, it's too... Solid 20-minute match. Can't yeah. complain. The crowd was in and out of it because they were going into, what, commercial, like, what, twice? Yeah, they did, like, two commercial breaks during this match. They like yeah. their commercials more than they like their products sometimes. And I know they can't help because it's with USA, but shit. It, right? You know what it is? Now that's why they have the picture-in-picture picture there, too. Now you notice that? Yeah. Like yeah you see it way more. Anytime something's going on now on Raw, there's always picture in picture. So that's very good. You know, the fact that, uh, because they don't want you to miss. That's like the second screen experience. You guys remember that? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Those I, were the days. I was so happy when I figured out a way to get the second screen, like on my big TV that I was already watching the first screen. So it would just come on there. And then they got rid of it. It's like, great, I don't have to switch to this stupid phone or a tablet or something just to watch this. Stop that. <laughs> I finally made it convenient and you ruined it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be crazy as far as, uh, what they do with Edgy the way just because he's such a great performer. But, yeah. like I said, I, I, I almost kind of feel like they're just getting the Orton one out of the way yeah. so then they can move on to the dream matches we've never seen. Yeah. Yeah. But just to waste it on WrestleMania, like, eh. I mean, but then again, look at SmackDown's women's title situation. I'm just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that too. Wherever that's going. Yeah. Telling you, like I said, like I said, sometimes they ride on the name a little too much. Yeah. All right. So uh, I believe after that was was Heyman up next. Um. Yeah, I believe this was uh the Heyman segment. Yep. Yeah. Which I do like the uh the line that he gave about if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle because that's I, I as soon as her I thought that's awesome. I wish more people realized that if their aunts had balls, <laughs> they'd be their uncles. Like not enough people are conscious of that, you know. What? Not enough people are conscious of what having balls means. You know, it means you're an uncle. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, oh my god! I just caught that. That I actually awesome. wasn't even trying to go anywhere. It's like literally the fate of oh. the, the, the fate of the universe handed me that because I was going nowhere. Oh, but it just god. landed there. And you know what? I would have if I could have. So I'll take it. Oh my god! Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I never even caught that till just now. Balls means you're an uncle. Write it down. Oh yes, yes, yes. There was a name. Of, yes. There was a name right there. There was a candidate. Bring I can't, your I can't heat. promise it. I can't promise it, but <laughs> we know you still watch out there. Bring your heat. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know what else there was that we, that we we didn't talk about for the club. That whole thing where the club winds up jumping Alistair. Yeah. Yeah, because um, uh, Gallows had lost to Ricochet. Yeah, yeah, it was Ricochet versus Gallows. I was hoping for Brock to just uh, jump out of nowhere. Right, like on commentary, they mentioned that Brock was here. And I was like, I was just waiting for it. I was like, he didn't show up. I was like, okay. I think one thing I do give Ricochet credit for, the fact that that man can hit a shooting star press from halfway across the ring. Yeah. That move is not built for distance. (laughs) Probably not. No, it definitely isn't. He looks really good as far as that goes. Because I, just... I, I like when um, he hit the recoil on Gallows and he went to the turnbuckle. And EB, I don't know if you saw it from where you were at. He had this look where he's like, wait a minute, I can't 630 from here. Oh, but I can shoot in star. Yeah, he kind of he had a little bit of he- hesitation, but uh, nope. He, went like, like he, he, look, he looked like he didn't plan for that change up. Nope. And it was just like a split second decision. But he cleared it pretty well. But he he landed spot on like that. Oh, yeah, that was and Gallows was like dead center. In the like like ring. to be halfway across the ring. Like I've seen I've seen everything from fucking Billy Kim and hit that thing when you when he almost taps the turnbuckle. Fucking the height Evan Bourne used to get on it, but I've never seen somebody able to do that move a distance like he can. Yeah, it completely defies the physics of that move. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I wish they were just using him better. You know. Yeah, not just feeding them the Brock at their fucking Saudi show. Like, yeah, that's another thing. Like, what? Like, what is that? <laughs> Who are they kidding with that match? Like, 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 don't give me this mandatory title defense bullshit. Like, you don't just let Brock show up whenever he wants. Like, yeah. Don't give me this shit. Brock, I mean, I give Brock, I give Brock he credit. Wants. He's been here more than he's been lately. So, but like, Jesus. Yeah, no, it's definitely. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, this is what I'm talking about. I would have liked to see Edge face somebody like that. You know, like Ricochet versus Edge to me is more exciting because I've never seen it before. You know, yeah, still a possibility we can get it, but that would have been great for like a bigger show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then poor Alistair Black just going to get ready for his match with Rowan, and then fucking the club just claps him. Like, yeah, they beat the hell out of him. Interesting having him in a feud with those guys, right? Yeah, because I mean, we'll get into it. In a bit, but yeah, that's it. Looks like that's a thing now. <laughs> well, yeah, the Buddy Murphy thing is over, which is kind of a shame because they had a good feud with him and uh and Black. I kind of thought that that meant that Black was going to now be elevated as well. When you look at it, the whole reason Murphy's in the spot he is is because his feud with Alistair Black elevated him to a higher spot in the card. I kind of thought now yeah. the good thing to do is you, Alistair Black follows him and now he's in feuds with people like Seth Rollins and the other disciples and yeah. all of those stuff. But instead, no, well, I mean, they let the poor guy yeah. who was actually the original project stay a mid Carter and, and elevated the guy that he was working with. Well, I mean, considering what the end game is going to be for next week, he did get a bit of an upgrade. Yeah. In yeah. a sense. Yeah. So yeah, yeah Mark's going to roll. 
Oh, that would have been great, wouldn't it? But yeah, like Mark's uh, kind of along the way. I was thinking it almost wound up kind of like um, a bar or a Keith Lee Dijak thing where they wound up tagging eventually afterwards because so they, they kicked the shit out of each other three times. Yeah. Like well, at that point, you 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 were getting respect for a man to take an ass whooping like that and come back. Yeah. But you had, uh, what was next? Alistair Black had his match against Rowan. and uh, But yeah. the problem with this is that uh, the match itself... I don't know what what the what the point was was in regards to what they're trying to prove. Like on one hand, right, you got Black who he gets his ass kicked by the club, so he's out there fighting Rowan Rowan while he's uh fatigued, you know, and he's beat up and he's weak and whatever. But at the same time, it still took Rowan to distract himself with his stupid animal bird thing or whatever in order for this guy to be able to slip in the black mass after getting his ass kicked throughout the match so rowan looks weak for not being able to take out a beaten man and black doesn't look strong because even though he fought after the beating it still took the distraction of the stupid bird thing for him to survive so nobody really I, raises their status here you know it's just kind of like I, I really think the whole point of this was just to prove that rowan can't beat an actual competitor <laughs> that's the only angle that's the only thing i've ever seen portrayed in these last two weeks because he's been fighting jobs for six months right well the if you second want him to, he fights an actual guy on the roster clapped well then if, let's say that's what you want him to do you just want to show that this guy can't beat an actual competitor then have him lose to the guy who you're elevating clean because now alistair black comes out as looking like a million bucks he got his ass kicked came out from the back fatigued and he took our rowan clean because we don't give a shit about Rowan and he's been losing anyway. But instead, it's more like he comes out of the back fatigued, has a long match with Rowan, struggles through it, gets his ass kicked almost the entire time. Go back and look. It was like 80 Rowan, 20 black. Gets his ass kicked the entire time. And then it's not even like he just pulls through with his finisher at the end and that's it. No, it's that the cage distracts him and he loses. So just it didn't it didn't work. That didn't work at all. I mean. But then again, like he that he lost clean to him last week, so it's just like he can't lose to him in any. He can't be basically black. Can't lose to this guy in any situation because because the cage didn't distract him last week, and he still got the same result. For how long right, Rowan's going to keep that cage? Just you know, yeah, when exactly. that thing fell and, off, and, I was hoping to God the cover. That's what I was hoping. And, too, and, and getting back happened. to what Desto was saying about last week, right? So he lost to him last week clean. He can't lose to him this week clean. So they have to do something else with him. Why? Why do we have to do anything at no, all? No, what I'm saying That's is like it just shows that like Rowan can't beat him in any scenario. Well, I get you're absolutely right, but the point is nobody was asking. You know what I mean? Like none of them were. No one who was watching this, even if you go back to all our shows, we never said we wonder if Rowan can beat Alistair Black clean. Like no one had that question. We had a lot of other questions, like about Edge and other people he could have fought. No one gave a shit whether or not he'd be able to win this clean. And not only did they have to show us, they had to go back and show us twice. Like, we get it. We get that he can't beat him. Why, why do we keep revisiting it? It's just such a weird but thing. You, but, but, it's but, like the but, proving but, science but that the doesn't need to be proven. Cage. What's in the cage? And they didn't even bother <laughs> to go all, with that. That's all I want to know is what's in that fucking cage. It's like they're I'm making mysteries that no one asked for. It's like that's every week we give them a little bit of points, even if it's a little, by justifying, well, they wanted to show that this guy could beat this guy. Did they? Did anybody ask? Oh, no, like, I just, if I was booking it, but I mean, you know, I'm not booking it because if I was booking it, Rome wouldn't be on here with a fucking cage. But if I was booking it, Rome wouldn't be on here, period. Rowan has always exactly. sucked. He's always sucked. And the only reason why anybody in the indie community is giving him push now is because they feel bad because Harper's gone. Rowan's always been the shitty one with the spinning heel kick, the bad wrestling and the shitty gimmicks. And now just because he has a fucking cage and he hung out with Daniel Bryan for a little while, we're suddenly supposed to forget all of that. That dude would have never been able to be a singles wrestler. When he used to come out with the Rubik's Cube, I thought he was doomed. Remember that shit? 
when he was a genius with a Rubik's Cube. I almost feel like they're doing this to spite us for being so for encouraging Luke Harper to leave. The more I think about it, the more I feel like this angle might just be like, okay, so you guys wanted Harper to leave, or we're gonna punish you with Rowan. And it's not working. It's a bad idea. It's so miserably shitty. The, and what what bothers me the most about that cage is you probably I think you probably saw it on the Tron um EB when it tipped over none of the cloth moved. That's what I was like wondering like I'm sitting what? there going what did the he, fuck did, like <laughs> did he sew in the whole thing or like use a staple gun? You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting there like did y'all really go through that much effort to make sure there was no way you could even accidentally see what was in that shit? This is the one time. And I hate to say it, I'm not encouraging or condoning or asking anyone to do this, but this is the one time that I wish a crazed fan would make it to that fucking cage and pull the thing in his mouth over there. Like, ha, oh, I was look at that. that too. I was hoping for that too. Happened tonight. You know, just come and yank that thing up. Wake up, bird. <laughs> and there's nothing in the damn thing. It's a little garden gnome that looks just like Rowan. That's what it looks like a garden oh, gnome. Oh my god. I'm telling you, I hope it's just one. I hope it's even worse than the room I heard, and that's just a spider. Spiders again. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Oh my God. That, I, I, I said that shit last week, even like I heard a rumor that there's literally nothing but a spider in there. That ate somebody's face. Weren't people going away from that you shit with bloody saying? faces? Like, that's what's going to bleeding from a bite. Or one of those, uh, he was bleeding from a bite. Mojo looked like he caught, looked like he walked on his parents' fucking. Like, it, the, the only thing I can think of that they, and it's just off the top of my head. If anyone has better suggestions, send them in. The only thing I could think of that that could be that they, if they play it careful after the reveal, they might get away with it. Is if it's like a bat, like just a really scary, nasty looking bat, you know, and we just have to assume that that shit will eat your face when you get near the cage. Just, just scary sure. enough for my suspension oh. of disbelief. There's no reason to that cage. happen, you know. Open the cage like it's Mayor Jacujo. Yeah. Or they could just go to the fold version. They ran out of ideas, so it'll be Hornswoggle. <laughs> that's what they do whenever they book themselves into a corner right we're finally gonna reveal what it is and all of a sudden it comes up and go skipping up the ramp and then after commercial we forget all the fuck about it because they've done that three or four times with angles a few times don't act like they don't do that shit remember when we had the stupid exactly you took the words out of my that computer general manager Michael Cole may I have your attention please when he finally found out and then they just forgave him that that dude was doing shit Destroying the baby faces for months. <laughs> oh, it's hard follow that guy. That oh my god! Sparky, Sparky, just said it's Chad Gable and drag. I'm done. Oh. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. They think he's smaller than everybody else anyway. So Chad Gable and drag, and they just slightly changed the spelling of the of the last name. Oh my god! It's Shorty T. Oh man, I don't even know what they're gonna do anymore. It's, I'm telling you, they're gonna. Whenever they can't figure their way out, they always just fuck up and they do something worse than anything that you could possibly be imagining already. And then they just sweep it under the table. Oh, It'll God. be a little mini gobbledygooker, like a little fucking parrot-sized gobbledygooker for no reason. Like I'm so excited of what it's gonna be under this cage, just because it's gonna be so disappointing. There's nothing. No matter what, they're fucked. They are fucked. They had to eat somebody's face. Right there is where it was done. You know what it's gonna be. I, I figured it out. It's going to be a chicken glazed donut. <laughs> the donut comes alive and eats it. It's on, on some Rick and Morty <laughs> That's shit. That's the plug. It starts glazing humans. What oh, a shame. Geez. But yeah, Rowan is a jobber with a with a storyline. Good idea. Okay, it. Those Rowan are the best Rowan. kind of jobbers are the ones that have storylines. 
is the new Brooklyn Brawler just less important? Uh huh. All right. So what was after this? We had uh, uh, R Truth against Bobby Lashley for literally no reason. Another one, in case you wanted to know. Uh-huh. E- 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 as, as long as Bocce in person, or is that just TV? Oh, in person. Oh, is, is it worse in person? Because I feel like I, I feel like it's like physical discomfort when she's out there just fucking existing and shit. I feel like that she was very. Dis- she wasn't even. It's hard to say because she felt uncomfortable even in that dress. Like, why? What do you, you think? Don't even the, see the- what do you think of the sleeves on it? They look like third and fourth boobs. It's kind of like, you know what will make Lana like somebody backstage. Somebody backstage is like, you know what will make Lana look better? Four boobs. <laughs> we had two. Let's try four. Yeah, next week should come out with two vaginas. Four boobs. We'll just keep oh, adding shit on there. <laughs> we keep throwing unnecessary shit in there. Fuck it. You know, whatever we can do. You know? I wish you were promo on it too. Fuck it. Let's go. They, they clearly want her naked out there with four titties, right? Like, that's what they're going for, but they just can't get to that end game. It's physically impossible to have a naked oh. Lana with four titties for a whole variety of reasons. That's the best they can get. They, you, they clearly, you know what? I think that's the one thing I've ever seen WWE being creative, the, 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 the wrestlers and creative all being in sync with the fans, everyone. We don't give this enough credit. I think that Lana, creative, us, the fans, everyone is okay with her being naked. It's just the network itself it's not allowed on. Because she's always naked. Every, she's naked all over her Instagram. You know? They clearly don't have a problem with it. No one has a problem with it. I think she even has nudes out there, right? Like, I think they're tasteful nudes. They're professionally done. But I'm pretty sure we've seen her naked before. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Well, she looks yeah, like that, she was that. That segment was just hard to watch. Oh, it's always going to be hard to watch with them, you know? Yeah. It's because, like, they think, like, everybody in the back thinks they're good. I don't know what this ba- this ass backwards thing is where somehow the ratings seem to go up. And I'm like, are people just hate watching it? Like, stop doing that shit. <laughs> it's like a car crash. You can't fucking turn away. Like, yeah, I mean, like, that, that is what people Christ. are doing. Like, they're terrible. They're not good at anything. <laughs> no. They're the either. best when they're not on the camera. Like, right now is the best they've been all year. Yeah. You know why? Because they're not fucking here. Yeah. Doesn't need to be said, but Lashley goes over Truth with the spear. Truth brought back his stupid show. What was it again? The uh, Truth TV. Truth TV. Yeah. And that's how that yeah. whole thing started leading into the match. Uh, <laughs> Drew McIntyre has that interview with Charlie Caruso where they once again, we get it. Vince McMahon called him the chosen one. A long time ago, but they once again want to remind us that, hey, did you know that this guy used to be the chosen one and that now he is and the prophecy has been fulfilled and that they called it a long time ago? We get it. We get it. We get it, man. We get it. We know. We were there. We saw it. Yeah. We saw, we saw him almost get fired 75 times in two months. Like We, we were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, what else was this? This wonderful Raw. Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, I think it was the uh, women's. Elimination Chamber contract signing. Right, right. Good old Elimination Chamber. And uh, according oh, to... King. Uh, <laughs> you took the worst time out. According to King, there's so much wrong with King. Anything Yo, wrong with First of all, according hold to on, King... Hold on, hold on. If we're going to do this right, this was the Elimination Contract match, all right? The oh, elim- call this name by his proper name. Eric Bischoff created the Elimination Contract match in 2000... <laughs> 
he was screwing up there. And also, according to him, Shayna Baszler was both in the arena and late and running late. She was like, she's in the arena and running late. Really? Interesting. Apparently, one of the the competitors' name was Sarah Morgan. Sarah Morgan. (laughs) (laughs) What? I was dying laughing. It made me laugh more and more. Was he alright? I don't know what he's going through. Like, I thought it was another stroke. <laughs> like, I had a, I had an easier time uh, understanding Oscar than Jerry. Oscar actually spoke more English that than she usually does, too. Yeah, she was using like more of her English than she usually has been in a long time. Well, it was kind of funny. Like, and you probably saw this better from your perspective, Eb. Didn't Sarah look like she just did not belong there? Yeah, she did like, not like, want to be there. We have these feuds of old friends. We have freaking the longest reigning NXT champion. You have the freaking Jim Nyhart's daughter, Shayna two-time, and Sarah Logan. <laughs> when I saw the lineup for this match, I was like, what the fuck? Y'all just run out of a spot and didn't know who to pick? Like, what? If I can walk through the last one, I just went to a random clip. Oh, Sarah, put her in. What? <laughs> and this will only pay off if at the end of the day... One of the reasons why they're doing this is because the Riot Squad is going to, they, they've all been, it's all been a trick so they could all be in there at the same time. You know, not. You never as know. much as I'd like that to be, they don't think that fucking far because they don't give a shit about Sarah Logan. They don't know what to do after the fucking Liv and Lana stuff went. And they're just like, okay, so we just got to put them feuding together. This company does not think the way we think. The smart decision would have been just for the Riot Squad to just come back together, but only like they got a feud. It's like, yeah. Be fucking wonderful. I guarantee you what's going to happen at some point in that match, though, all three of them are going to be in the same time. They're going to tease it, and then Ruby's going to smack one of them. Because everybody's going to pop, and they're going to be like, all oh, the Riot Squad's coming back together, and the next thing you know. And then it's just all gone. And it's just like, yep, well, we enjoyed while it lasted. <laughs> <laughs> I told you how little faith I have in this company at this point. Like, I see the bullshit coming. So, like, I, like, like, I know what we're all hoping for, but I'm stopping it right there because it's not happening. <laughs> Yeah, like, but uh, at least the one thing that happens after all of this, because obviously this that contract silent ends in violence, and I like Oscar basically um asking where uh why why Basil wasn't there, and she shows up, and everyone gets into a big fight, and then Shane is the only one left in the ring. Becky winds up brawling with her, and uh, I thought that was cool. At least we get that, you know. I like yeah. that Shane did like a UFC style slam in the middle of all that. Yeah, she did like a really aggressive um, double leg takedown. And then they did like a bit of grappling on the ground. I thought that was cool. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. And it got me more amped the fact that even Asuka acknowledged her. We literally have the be- the two best NXT women's champions in that whole brand's history, which I believe is now six years old. Happy birthday. They're in the same match together. I hope those two start in the match. Oh, dude. At, they God have, damn. at this point, at some point, they are going to touch. <laughs> and it's gonna be nuts when it happens. Oh, can't wait. Because midway through Shane's second reign, I was sitting there thinking, imagine if Oscar just decided to fucking come back down to NXT and just want to fight. And it's like, yeah, we get it. And then they're locking him in a chamber at that. Like that's gonna be scary. I think this is. I want to say this is Oscar's first one. I know it's Shane's first. In fact, yeah, I think everybody. I get but, it, yeah, yeah, I think everybody but Shane and Oscar's been in this, and been in this match before. Well, except for maybe Ruby too. What a shitty time yeah. time for Ronda to not be around. You know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, Ronda, you, you could have got in that shit. 
she could pull an edge and maybe just knock out whoever comes in. Oh god, I remember that year. Oh, because that was Kofi. Oh, matter of fact, WWE put they didn't put that particular chamber, but they put the one from earlier in that same night on YouTube. Oh god. So the next two tag team matches, well, ma- matches we have were really tag team matches split into singles matches. Because first you first you had uh, what was it, Murphy? Against, Murphy and Dawkins. Yeah, with Rollins and his guys out there, Montez Ford obviously out there. Uh, there winds up being some issues with Rollins at the end, and he gets the match thrown out because he goes in there and starts beating the hell out of Dawkins. Yeah, like two minutes into the match. Like, what happened? It was kind of funny, though, because um, during their promo at the beginning, Montez Ford was the one who made the second crack, and Murphy was just like, he smacked you so hard, you lost your first name. Yeah, at least Montez Ford did something, because at the end of the day, uh, the only person who was made to look good by this entire thing was really his partner over there. His partner looked fantastic. Fucking, uh, what's his name again? Angelo Dawkins. Yeah. But then again, it was about time. No, Montez Ford really, really is the one. He, He was the second match, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Montez Ford was the second match. He looked good against Seth Rollins. He looked great. He looked really good. It was it was really Angelo Dawkins that didn't get to do much of anything, but Montez looked fantastic out there. He looked like a million bucks. He really held his own as a singles guy. Yeah, yep. he he could he he could go by himself if he ever wanted to. But those two are all such a good match. I can see why they keep them together. But yeah, like the dude is incredibly athletic. Like it's nuts the vertical leap he has. Yeah. Anytime he does like any of his topes over the top rope, he clears the ropes with no effort. It's just like this is ridiculous. I've said he has one of my favorite frog flashes because he gets higher than everybody else. Yeah. The drop right- kicks are really great too. They're awesome. I hope the right people are watching him because he deserves some elevation for that. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think this definitely proved that the tag team is gonna benefit uh Dawkins a lot more. But if for some reason these two would ever split up, Ford would be the star. Yeah, obviously Rollins goes over yep. with the stomp, but you know, what else are you gonna do? Uh yeah. main event, I believe, Randy Orton versus Kevin Owens. Yep. Yep. Holy shit. You like that one? <laughs> Fucking shenanigans. <laughs> shenanigans. Well, what are your thoughts? What was the what was the thing that bothered you or, or you enjoyed the most here? So when I was looking at the match, solid match to start off with, Randy. Kevin, they know their shit already. And I'm looking at the ref, because I've never seen this ref before at all. Somebody I'm in the back of my mind, shenanigans. And then when they did that fast count, like everybody in the building was like, the fuck just happened? And then they do the whole reveal that he was he was a disciple. <laughs> I, the, 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 the quote unquote reveal. First of all, they can kiss my ass with that reveal. I wasn't even looking at the screen. I was looking at my laptop and just heard the fast count. And by the time that motherfucker's hand hit three, I had already thought he's a disciple of this nonsense. I didn't think they were going to take it as far as uh, him having the shirt underneath. Like, wait a minute. But I knew he was going to be a disciple of the thing. It was so obvious that's where they were going. (laughs) What what bothered me, and and you go back to the chat and you'll see, it happened so fast, I only heard a two count. And I was like, what the fuck? Did they just, did they count two and then ring? What? I'm waiting for some shit to happen. I'm like, wait a minute. What? I, I was so confused and lost. It didn't even click. Oh, he's a disciple. They're so stupid then, to use a ref. I didn't even think about that till, till EB brought it up. They're so stupid. 
to to have a a ref out there that's someone who's never been there before. Why not turn one of your refs? Like, and, exactly. then I, and then I saw him, and even when I saw the, you know what it was? It was so stupid. My mind wouldn't let me realize what was going on. Turn one of your refs. Nick Patrick back in the day used to be a heel ref, right? Yeah. Wasn't he a heel oh, ref yeah. during the? He was he was the NWO ref. Whenever whenever the NWO yeah. was out there, he was the little bastard who would screw everybody over and he'd make sure that the heels went over. And guess what? He even Fucking went took it a step further. When there was the invasion, he again that motherfucker, he was now the WCW ref. There was Fucking Scott Armstrong. Over. Yeah, Armstrong turned. We have to eat the the, the the Hebner twins. You could do all kinds of shit with refs. Why why would you just put in a plant? It's not like a, it's not like where it was like Bischoff's kid, where it's like people know him. Like nobody fucking knows this guy. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking here. And then this is the go home show to uh, the Friday thing, right, or the Thursday thing. Yeah. What time yeah. is that shit? Noon. Same time it is every fucking year, every oh, time they bring this thing around. Bastards in their noon days, <laughs> man. Like I'm supposed to try to wake up to fucking wrestling. Like get the fuck out of here. Nope. Like, I'll be at work. Fuck that. I always say that I'm not going to be here, and then I always somehow at the last minute arrange my schedule to be here, even though it's the most unlikely thing. But I don't think I'm going to want to watch that live. I don't know. Maybe I'll change my mind and be in the mood. But to me, I don't I don't think so. You know, to their credit, though, they've always been really good. Yeah, they always like they, they bring it home on those cards all the time. Yeah. Yeah. See, Despite what. People who know jack shit about it always you know, say every year they always kill it every single time. Like, yeah, pretty much. They have a. Wasn't there a thing that happened where where uh, CM Punk? Yeah, CM Punk. Do you hear oh what he said? God. Well, we're talking I about Saudi Arabia. Hear. Oh no! What now? So they were talking about Saudi Arabia. They weren't even talking about Saudi Arabia. This is so messy. This is why Twitter's dangerous. XFL on Fox tweets out what city needs an xfl team and some fan tweets out i don't know if i'm pronouncing right is it riyadh is that how you pronounce their city uh, riyadh. riyadh riyadh okay so riyadh right is his answer oh fuck and oh, cm, oh, and CM no. punk chimes in with the team name team suggested name oh no and he and the tweet just says the bone saws oh my god what the fuck is I don't even want to laugh. <laughs> the fucking bone saws, dude. You know, I, I, it's no <laughs> secret. WWE must be pissed off that this guy they looking for Fox. Livid. You notice that they no sell him all the time. Who was it that was there last week? Was it Leader or whoever it was, whatever female they had on? It was the same episode that Punk was going to be on. And on all the WWE stuff, they don't even acknowledge when he's on there anymore. They just acknowledge whoever else is on the panel and they don't say his name anymore. They are livid. <laughs> Think about wow. it. When's the last time? Every time that you've heard of a special guest being on there, Punk's been there too. They don't even say it. They said it the first night he came back and they haven't said shit since. They're like, keep the ratings, motherfucker. We don't even want the ratings. Can that be the episode oh. title? We don't even want the ratings, right? Keep that one the ratings. <laughs> keep the yeah, ratings. Yeah, we don't even... Or we don't even write them both down. Yeah, they're both wonderful. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, like he is down. taking this thing of the fact that they can't really say shit, like and running all around the world with it. Yeah, why not? Fuck it. He's got nothing to lose. Literally, yeah. He doesn't care. I mean, I guess when you're under that bubble of every time when they tell you so much is when the blink, I guess you just kind of go off the kilter when you get the freedom. 
Yeah, and he's had a lot of shit to say. When he first left, there was a point where he was so quiet that you didn't even know he existed. And then uh, once he started talking, it's almost like he couldn't stop himself. It was like that. Yeah, yeah I don't even know. <laughs> Just messed up. That motherfucker hit the boot. That motherfucker hit the boost and went all the way off Rainbow Road. Like, oh, another Mario Kart reference. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but yeah, raw viewership. We obviously we're not gonna have the ratings of tonight, but the viewership for uh, according to Show Buzz, they had um, two point four hundred thirty-seven million viewers. And uh, that's up from last week's 2.337. So they have 0.337 million. Uh, I'm sorry, 0.137 million more than last time. So their ratings more or less are going to stay in the constant state of where they are. You know. Uh, what else do we got as far as news here? Oh, yes, Bischoff. Uh, what happened here? I don't know what happened. First King Corbin uh, said that the Wrestling Observer Newsletter writer Dave Meltzer is cancer. And um, Eric Jesus. Bischoff said cancer is too strong of a word. He's more like, he, he's not that much of a threat, more like herpes. Jesus. Ow. People hate Meltzer. L- lately, he's been getting a lot of heat. There's been Meltzer heat all over the place. Um, One of the reasons was because of the WrestleMania card. There's, there's conflicts. Oh, that card. Because some people are saying it's a leak card. Some people are saying that Meltzer had the card wrong all along. But from what we're hearing, uh, the Bray Wyatt-Roman Reigns match and the John Cena-Elias match, according to Meltzer, have been changed. According to everyone else, they've never existed. But you can scratch those matches off, at least to my knowledge. There will be no Bray Wyatt-Roman Reigns and there will be no John Cena-Elias. That was misreporting by Meltzer. The other thing was Goldberg was going to be a part of just the Super Showdown and have nothing to do with WrestleMania. Well, you can pencil him in because apparently he Goldberg's definitely now going to be part of WrestleMania. So you don't even have to worry because oh, you have God. plenty of room. If you're not going to have John Cena's match with Elias or the Bray Wyatt Roman, yeah, you get you're going to get plenty of space there to have whatever they're planning on doing with Goldberg. It'll probably be Goldberg versus John Cena. But uh, Brad Shepard, Brad Shepard said. Yeah, Brad Shepard said, you got to laugh at Dave this week. Card undergoing major changes? No, it isn't. He just never had the card right in the first place. So that's heat that he's getting, you know. And then um, according to Ringside, Ringside had a source in Wall Street that basically said they, they laughed at the whole WWE selling the rights to pay-per-views to ESPN+. Plus. Whether or not that's true or not, but they basically said that some guy writing articles in his garage doesn't change the stock market. Some shit like that they said about him. Damn. God damn. What the fuck is going for the throat? My God. In his garage, though? In his garage. Yeah. Should I write that one day? In his garage, though? Yeah, there's clearly a grudge there to be held, right? No kidding. Jesus. Yeah, I don't know what is going on in the world lately. But, uh, yeah insane stuff i don't have a poll ready for this showdown thing i don't think we do polls for those do we i think at one point we, uh, didn't think we care that yeah. much. i think we did it for like the first one yeah and then just went downhill because we didn't give a shit anymore and yeah yeah exactly so it's like we won't do it we'll do it for elimination chamber probably indefinitely mania but i'm not doing it for this so i'm just gonna watch it however and whenever this next bit of news actually somewhat pertains to our community a little bit and I'll explain how we look into this here. Uh, 
So if you guys recall, last week, Matt Jackson of the Young Bucks said that because there was a thing going on. Let me start from the beginning. So people were getting flagged whenever they would put up New Japan Pro Wrestling clips, GIFs, anything like that. New Japan would flag it. They didn't want any of their footage out on the Internet. And when they first developed AEW, Matt Jackson was saying that they're not going to come after people on social media for putting up clips of the matches. And uh, that being said, there was a channel called VCR Wrestling, a Twitter channel, Twitter handle VCR Wrestling. Um, And he puts up clips, sometimes botches, sometimes stupid things, sometimes good things. He puts up all kinds of stuff. But uh, he recently posted a screenshot. Uh, that was showing that he got a takedown notice from All Elite Wrestling. And he said, don't criticize AEW clips or they pull the copyright infringement card. So uh, what we're hearing is Chris Harrington's name was at the end of the email. And that's the AEW vice president. So uh, basically it came from uh, that indicates that it came from AEW themselves. It wasn't like an automated thing of YouTube. It wasn't like a. Uh, you know, TNT doing it or anything. It was literally coming from them themselves. And according to the VCR wrestling guy, he said the original clip is gone, but it was just like the old one. And he, he linked it from the AEW account and credit was given to them at the bottom. And yet still they removed it. So how does that pertain to us? Very simple. Uh, we have had our YouTube channel probably for as long as YouTube has existed before we even knew we were going to make use of it the way that we are for this show. Never had any. You're allowed three copyright strikes on YouTube. Uh, they kind of expire after a season. So if you get a copyright strike, expires, goes away. Or you can contact the person who struck you and basically ask them to remove it, justify your use of the content. If you get three strikes within the same, it's almost like the wellness policy. Three strikes, you know, and you're out. Once that third strike hits, the account's terminated. We've never had any kind of problem with YouTube. Never gotten a strike Got a strike the other day for the first time in my life. And when I looked at it, it was the same fucking situation. It was AEW themselves, not some subsidiary, not TNT. It was AEW themselves. I read it. It was very specific. And it was because we played that Dark Order shit that we were making fun of. Because they specifically show what it was. So this is definitely not being made up. And I find it funny with the amount of shit that we play here. Just like him. It was something that we were criticizing. And it's like they take a little bit of salt with their fucking criticism. So that's what they do. Or at least this is what this vice president did. And we don't really care. We rarely ever even put full episodes on YouTube for that very fucking reason. Because YouTube become a toxic place where at the end of the day, what happens? Um, if you put anything up that anybody dislikes, they'll, they'll try to do things. As it is, I told you guys, they pulled our channel out of the algorithm because of our content and because of our use of language and things of that nature. So... That's the reason I don't really promote or even really try to use the YouTube channel too much. We put our game replays on there, but rarely do I put wrestling stuff on there anymore. If anyone wants that to change, you know, you got to be vocal about it because honestly, YouTube was too much of a struggle dealing with their bullshit uh, and not having any control and knowing that most people prefer to listen to us rather than to see it on iTunes unless you're here live. That being said, you know, it pissed me off that there was a it was like it was like, OK, it was fair use. We were, we were putting on a clip and discussing what was on the screen. And uh, we put on clips, much like many other channels, all the time. You know, there, there really shouldn't have been like a, a flag there for something like that. Which the reason I tell you, if you want to see the replay, because we're not going to, we don't care about monetization or views or any of that shit, go to the mixer.com slash talkbar, scroll down to the uh, 
replay section there and watch the the live feed. Just bump it forward like about thirty minutes, and you'll see. You get to see the videos, but yeah, it kind of gets on my nerves that uh, not just that they're doing the takedowns, but that they said they weren't wouldn't do it to people, and that it was actually linked from their account in this particular case. And it seemed to be because they were critical of something. I'm going to show you guys what he made fun of. Because I believe he put in the clip, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Let me see if I could, I could find this real quick. What is your takedown clip? I believe it's Chris Statlander when she does that thing to the, to the people's noses. Oh, yeah, I, think, I think it was a three second clip of her doing that with him saying, what the fuck is this? That they gave him the takedown notice for. Because I guess they don't want that to be made fun of. Don't worry about what the fuck it is. What the fuck it is is a. <laughs> Let's get it up on here. Oh, okay. Statlander confusing Shanna and taking advantage. I don't know why you said what the fuck is this. All I heard was R. Kelly trapped in the closet. Way, way, way. What the fuck is this? That was it. It was just a book. <laughs> they took offense to that shit. Bitch, boo me on my nose. You better start giving. <laughs> <laughs> to, to this guy's defense, though, you know, you know, you know, to the defense of AEW, this guy should have known what it was, you know. Right? It was she's, a boob of the nose. Like when you ask a she, question, she's an alien. Concept you know? should be pretty, 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 pretty. The concept should be critical. She's yeah, a fucking she's alien. Been doing it for how many episodes already? <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of interesting. Um, yeah, I don't want to jump in front of you before you get the clip up, but. It's kind of funny. I was um, listening to Brian Alvarez not long ago, and it was kind of he had, he had a cool um, point of view about when it comes to AEW. Because I think they were talking about they were talking about uh, Walking Wild on NXT and the fact that like pretty much we knew this guy is TJ, uh, DJZ, a former X Division champion, incredible athlete, and he's just a guy on NXT who gets beat every now and then and shows up every once in a blue moon. Whereas yeah. with NXT, whereas with um, AEW. When you see the Chris Statlanders and the Awesome Kongs and the Pentagon Juniors and the Ray Phoenixes, that's who they were outside of here. So instead of like WWE trying to make stars, AEW just lets those stars come in and be stars in this world. And it doesn't take five years. Yeah. If somebody's a star there, those fans who watch them become stars are going to follow them over here. It's literally going to work itself out. Whereas you have freaking DJ Z, former X Division champion. Now you call him Joaquin Wild, and he wins like twice a year on TV. What the fuck do you expect is going to happen? And you wonder why people don't get make stars and then you release them. It's just like, doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, it really doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. You know, I don't know what their whole deal is, what their problem is at this point. But, you know, we'll have to see where everything goes. Everyone seems to be in a state of flux. Oh, yeah. But, uh, also, other things that have been changing as far as the landscape goes is what is the name of this? The music company that took over Jim Johnston in WWE? Oh, got rid of Jim Johnston. CFO Dollar Sign. Oh. CFO Dollar Sign. They're now <laughs> gone. Oh, Com- shit. Yeah, yeah. they've been gone for a little bit, right? They tried, well, WWE tried to buy out their contracts, um, but they, they rejected it. And, uh, because WWE pretty much wanted to bring them in as a house band. But, uh, they just didn't, they didn't go with it. So now they're pretty much gone. So now we're going to have to, uh, I don't know what they're going to do. We hear that they're going to be hiring people, basically. They're going to be doing sort of like trying to hire out or do more in-house stuff. So who knows how the music's going to be going forward? God almighty. I'm not looking forward to it. Me neither. 
is the second drastic music transitional change in the shortest period of time. Right. It's kind of funny speaking of music. Uh, I can't remember where it was that Seamus was on, but it's like you hear like the whole situation with his music. Yeah, I yeah. about it. It's funny because we were on here last week talking about why didn't they put back his old music, and now what do we hear this week? Like yeah. he he wanted it, and they what was their stupid reasoning? Because no they, one was going to remember said that music. Nobody would remember it. So yeah, then they'll, they'll dumb so then they'll experience it for the first time if they don't remember it. It fucked. <laughs> written in my written in my face was an amazing song. Okay, like that. It's their logic gets dumber and dumber. Every week, just because you fuckers can't remember what you do week to fucking week doesn't mean we forget. People have probably watched, probably heard about how good Seamus was and watched old Seamus stuff and heard Seamus's music. Or make a video yeah. package of him, what, first He's match d- or, or something like that? Or like, how about, something. I thought that was the whole point of the WWE Network, though, so that you could go back and watch old matches. God, let's be real. I think they, they've at this point they've forgotten what the point of that fucking network is. Like they are, they they don't like. I, I don't think they understand when it comes to theme music. When it comes to like with theme music, anything of that nature, they have seemed to forgot. Like it's not about what you guys think. It's about what we, the people who pay for this, who fucking paid nine and nine. For this shit thing. It's about what the people who sit there and take time out of their day to watch this stuff think. If Seamus wants his music back, maybe it's because Seamus knew his music was fucking sweet. They don't and think it was. Yeah. Like, there it is, right there in the chat room. Like, fuck. Like, it, their, their logic amazes me. That's the dumbest reason I've ever heard of them not to want to do something. It, that other music isn't Irish enough. That's what the bigger problem is. You know, they wanted music, they wanted their music to be as enough. Irish as possible. I mean, for God's sake, the guy's singing that had an Irish accent. How much Irish? How much more Irish can you get? What do you name? What do you name the song? Potato after that? Like what the? Fuck? Yeah, and I can't argue with you there. Jesus Christ! Ah, but they have their uh, their way of doing things. Yeah, I haven't heard this. I'm gonna put this on for a minute. And I'll you put the link in there. Yeah, it, this look at this song was so cool. Like, if he came back to this, I would have been ecstatic. Same. So this was like the, like I don't I don't hate this song now, but like this song was great. Like this, yes, oh, it's amazing. I hate having to load straight off the internet. It's such a nightmare of loading. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we do it live here. Right? At least we try to do it live here. We try. Fuck it, we'll try to do it live. And when that it doesn't work, we'll awkwardly fucking wait. Yeah, this link is not doing shit for some reason. It could just be, I don't know, everything running. Who knows? Yeah, could be. But, I mean, hey, there's the song. So, yeah. Fucking it's in the chat room. Great theme song. Like <laughs> One of the all-time greats, yeah. I did like that one better. I didn't like the, the, the Irish-sounding shit that they had. Yeah. It made, it made run-ins with him a lot more exciting, too. Mm-hmm. Because like the song, you could see like the the original version of the song has slight intro to it, but they chopped that part out because you know they like just adjust shit for no fucking reason. But it still made it like a second, just boom, music hits, and here comes Seamus flying down the fucking ramp. It made running so cool. It made surprise reveals so cool. Like everything about that song had a level of intensity to it. It might be a royalty thing, man. You know, it might simply be a royalty thing. 
They could just say it's a fucking royalty thing. That's the bad part. Like, don't say some stupid shit like, oh, nobody's gonna remember it. Like, how, like, seriously, do you know what we remember? We remember shit y'all forgot. We remember the lot when Wild Card was supposed to be three people when y'all brought four over. A lot of things like I don't know why it seems to be. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. That was unexpected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had it running. I just didn't have my my audio outputting to you guys. Uh, okay, take two. But no, the chat room heard it though. Okay, well, as long as y'all heard it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have the output out right, but yeah, I promise you, they heard it. You even got to narrate it as it was on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like it was, it was, it was a song that fit Seamus. That's what was really good about it. Yeah, yeah. Like there was really no cool. way in the world when that song didn't come out, you didn't know fucking Seamus was showing up. Mm-hmm. No, for sure, for absolute certain. I don't know, dude. I don't know what's going on with uh with the shitty choices that they're making. They need to come up with better fucking excuses because nobody remembering is a terrible fucking excuse. This shit doesn't work. Like. <laughs> Yeah, remember, you know, if anything, that's what we have to remember. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I took a turn I wasn't expecting. I was like, wait, oh, I got you. Okay. And uh, <sighs> and this company is, is apparently they're getting very close to opening that Japan Performance Center. Oh, snap. Now they can stick everybody with like the three Chinese and Japanese songs they got in the little roster. Everybody's going to be coming out to Yoshirai's old music in no time. Yeah, I'm not talking about badass heel eels, right? I'm talking about like face mask eels, right? I don't know what they're doing, dude. But uh, yeah, they were supposed to be buying Noah, but then that fell through. And uh, apparently, in the next few months, they're gonna just be opening up their own. I kind of hope they don't. I like the Japanese stuff to stay separate. I know how they've already affected the UK, and sure, NXT UK is great. I just don't think right now is a good time for them to have an NXT Japan man. Yeah, see, but they don't think that far. They don't ever think, let's make sure everything else is set before we do something else. It's just like, hey, everybody else has this. Let's do it, too. It's like, it, we, didn't we talk before, like, they wanted, um, when they heard, I guess, who was it that was working with AAA? And then they were like, okay, let's, uh, let's go CMLL. Let's go AAA Light. Let's, let's, let's go for that, 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 um, that, that, that Lucha company that's on Boxermania every single episode. Like, what? Sometimes I feel like they just bring things in like that just because it'll look good on paper like remember when they That's were doing exactly the, how they do it remember when they were yeah. doing the chinese people it was like hey look this is the chinese performance center people and then they had a big thing and triple h came out with them and they had the guys there our first step for chinese people you know and then nothing happened all of them you know? got released before they ever <laughs> or that one that one uh saudi arabian guy hey look this guy man the future and then it's like the only time we see him is when we're at saudi arabia yeah, like the only time we said that's what that's what made the fucking last takeover post pre-show so weird. I was like, wait a minute, this isn't Saudi. What are you doing here? So yeah, like, I was already thinking too. Yeah, I said like, when I when I saw Mansoor, I was like, what the fuck are you doing here? This isn't Saudi Arabia. It's just but he weird. Did a good pop though. So good yeah, that's, that's all they, they care about. Like, wait, we saw him on the states. 
That's all they care about. They pulled out of that China thing. They don't even talk about those guys anymore. As proud as they were of having the Chinese thing happening. They don't really give a shit anymore. So that's the thing. To hear that they're going to have a performance center opening up in Japan in a couple of months. First of all, I don't want them to get Japan people, make it a big thing, and then they just fuck off with the Japan people. Secondly, I don't want them to interfere with that delicate infrastructure that Japan has going on right now with New Japan and NOAA and Stardom and all of these things. They're going to put their big fucking faces in there and everyone's going to get screwed over. Just leave Japan alone. Jesus Christ. It literally feels like a divide and conquer type deal. It's like they fucked up Ring of Honor and everything. Now let's get, let's finish off Japan. You know? See, but they don't realize that Ring of Honor had, like, New Japan and everybody else didn't have Matt Taylor as their world champion. Not going to work quite the same, guys. <laughs> Japanese have a lot of loyalty in their culture. Yeah. That's the reason you see a lot of guys who have stayed there and not gone anywhere. I'll never forget when um, Juice Robinson made the announcement that like he's he's Japan and basically nowhere else. Like you don't see that in a lot of the companies. Yeah, they want to open up something everywhere, man. Everywhere. <sighs> and then do nothing with it, and then blame everything else when it fails. Yeah, we gotta have to get like a third permanent panelist on here to review NXT Cambodia. <laughs> you know. And we're gonna have to get a fourth for NXT Sri Lanka. Now, now might not even be the best time for them to go that route because while they're moving into Japan in a few months, we're hearing that uh, the coronavirus is screwing things up. You know, apparently Stardom canceled a lot of their shows because uh because of the coronavirus and the risk behind it, and uh. They, they're still going to be doing all the February stuff for, for the stardom has been canceled up to this point. Their first show back is going to be March 8th and you can watch it on stream, but the arena is going to be completely empty. So they're still going to have the pay-per-view. No one's allowed to come inside, but the wrestlers though, and you're going to have to watch an empty arena pay-per-view. On stream. That's how careful they're being. You know, New Japan hasn't canceled anything directly yet. They just sent out, you know, concerns about, uh, you know, just taking precautions so that you don't catch the damn thing. But you're, you're hearing a lot of these places are being really, really careful. I walked past a Chinese restaurant the other day. They had Purell. Like, you could just squirt right on the counter next to the ketchup. <laughs> I'm not even making this up, man. Like, I kid you not. Like, that's the show. And I don't... And you know what? Here's the thing. I feel bad for them because I know that they're doing that for the ignorant and uninformed masses who believe that now you can just catch that shit off of Asians. Because what the fuck would we need Purell all the way in oh New York, God. in Queens... Because of the coronavirus, you know, and I didn't think about it, you know, I didn't really think about it until after oh, I passed. And then God. it was like, oh, you know, at first I was like, oh, that's nice to have the ketchup, the Purell. Then I thought later on, that was kind of weird that that was up there with the food. It's like, you see, they want people, to, they're kind of going, look, we're clean. You're not going to die. Like, and that goes to show a lot of places must be getting fucked up just from the paranoia of that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> And stats-wise, it's not even that big of a threat either. It's like, this is one of those things that's going to come and go like West Nile virus and also the weird shit you hear about that just is, and then suddenly it's gone. Once the election's over, it's gone. (laughs) That's what's happened each time, right? Every time. Every time there's something big going on, there's some sort of a disease we might die from. (laughs) My favorite one to this day, Ebola. Yeah, you could catch all kinds of shit, apparently. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. By the way, another topic we have to talk about. I forgot all about her. We kind of left her there for a while, huh? She's exactly where we left her. Yeah, but Tammy Sitch. I love how you worked that phrase in there. That's great. Tammy Sitch 
Sonny. Oh, no. Is going to be released from jail March 25th. Yo, I fucking forgot she was in there. It's been a year. You too? Oh, she was in there for a year. A whole fucking oh, year. The longest year ever. Wow. They just they just let I, her get swallowed into the system. Think about I that. Bit, I thought she went in there to serve a year two years ago. No, she's been in yeah. there. This was one of those times that it wasn't a revolving door. They were like, you know, we're going to keep your ass here. You're going to be doing Skype calls from your cell. <laughs> oh, God. Is that a Skype phrase you would have a commissary, bitch? <laughs> That honey boy love. <laughs> I feel bad for saying that because I, I don't want her to be in bad shape. But you know, like right. it, it, some of the shit Glad that we used to report out. on here, where she was going in reverse. You know what I mean? I drank a fifth. Of, I drank a fifth of vodka. Dare me to drive? I was like, "What are you doing?" You <laughs> 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 what the fuck are you doing? It's you said it's so funny. It almost didn't sound real, but I was like, "Damn, you know what she." <laughs> She's one of those people. You ever play GTA and like you 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 do something bad? You get the five stars. You go through hell. Thirty minutes of a chase to try to get out of that shit, and you get out of it just in time to fuck something up by mistake and get right back in. Oh, the stars are back. Oh, the stars are back. Shit, I lost the stars and now there they go again. That's Sunny. Her stars are always coming back. Yo, that shit just happened to me not long ago. Are you kidding me? She gets to the point where it's blinking away and then she fucks up right there and then it's like, oh, there you go. Keep it moving. She, 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 she just happened to go into the cops cone right before. Like shit. All you had to do just to last a few more seconds. Put that yo my ass back. Ran over the spikes. Ah, fuck. You fuck around and bu- you you fuck around and bump into that, bump into that one cop that turned into your direction. Yeah. I don't condone drinking and driving, but nothing offends me more than the fact that she waited until she got old to do that porn. Like, come on. If you're going to do a porn, could you have at least done it as that oh, Sonny that we God. knew from the new generation era? Right. Not not that not, Sonny not, that we know from the fucking 2020 era. Not, not, not the one that farted in the middle of it. God, I remember that. Oh, that oh, shit was great. <laughs> I never got around to doing it because I was busy, but uh, I wanted to splice in the clip for you Walking Dead fans out there. You know when Carl had to shoot himself? Oh, and like stop. and like Rick and like Rick and Michonne were waiting like above ground and you hear like the sound of silence pew, and then they both cringe like they know it's over. I wanted uh, to just change that to the farts drop right there and the two of the two of them cringe. Uh, <laughs> you have to do it. Oh no. Like you hear, oh, like you hear, you hear pew, and then you just see Michonne and Rick like oh, oh. And they see the Rick Barry in the <laughs> Because I remember that moment, as soon as he hit a pew, Rick kind of cringes, like, oh, it would have been perfect with that fart sound. Oh, my God. People would get it right away. And it's not even, like, the cringe of, like, he didn't expect to hear it, but he heard it anyway. It's more the cringe of God that was loud. You know, she could look better than she does, too. Like, I get it, a lot of it was the drinking and the drugs and stuff, but I didn't feel like she was past the point of, uh, like, recovery. I just feel like she never bothered to recover, because you can always fix it. You know, but she doesn't look like, like, I mean, we haven't seen her in a long time. I'm just saying that the last time we did, it didn't look like, uh, she didn't look right. You know, was it just me? Like, it looked like she always looks a little bit strung out. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> just, just, just a little bit, yeah. Nice way to keep it classy. Yeah, so I'm a little strung out. Just a little strung out. 
Yeah. You know, holy shit, we're almost actually done with the uh, the news. We almost never, and look at it, we're, we're only two and a half hours in, and we almost never complete the card of all the stuff we have to talk about. And this week, we move smoothly enough. That there's only a couple more things here, aside from, I guess, talking about AEW. Um, let me see, what's of relevance? Again, guys, I don't do, I don't really get to look through all this now, so I'm just looking for the significant stuff. What's this Matt Riddle, Randy Orton thing that happened here? Oh, yeah, I guess... <laughs> Orton doesn't like him, too. He likes him, but he doesn't like him. Okay, so Orton for randomly, too, right? This is out of nowhere. Orton just tweets at uh, Matt Riddle, hated you. Now I get it. Good luck. Also, fuck off. (laughs) You know what? In a way, in a way, I almost feel like I understand. Like, I almost feel like Orton couldn't have worded yes, i couldn't have worded it better myself that's where i am with riddle yeah, yeah he gets it now i, I get it. it i get it too i just realized through orton's word that's where i am too i hated him now i get it and yeah man you deserve it physically amazing good luck but yeah also fuck off yeah that's the feeling of Matt riddle right there fuck that guy it's that happy medium when you hate him and you like him all at the yeah. same time but for two completely different reasons yeah man good luck Matt, Matt Riddle I want to see you do good and also fuck you and your stupid conceited attitude very talented that's how I feel you know yeah I've just always been the kind of person where if you kick ass like him you get an ego by trade like. yeah. and then he uh he tweets I woke up at the crack of noon today and saw this and all I could think was Randy is the coolest also don't smash my head with a chair bro <laughs> it's so hard. Is funny. It's hard to <laughs> like him, but he's funny. It's it, he makes it's it funny. difficult. Like Jesus, I love how Orton worded that though. You know, I didn't like you. Now I get it. Good luck, but also fuck off. <laughs> and now that's how you feel. There you go. Just don't say it too, because you might kick in your throat. Yeah, he's a huge, fast dude. That's crazy, right? What the fuck? Yo, what is with that guy? How does he look like that? To watch how fast he moves, because like Matt Riddle's skinny, but he's like he's linky. Yeah, he's that incredible. motherfucker has some reach. Like I'm sorry, Goldberg and Brock, you don't want that, okay? Like, I, I Goldberg, he gonna not. hit you harder than the pole, and Brock, I don't watch you in the UFC, motherfucker. You don't like getting hit that often. You. <laughs> Like, it's small, but it's like it's like walking into a wood chipper fucking with him. Like, I'm scared to watch him on NXT now because I'm like, I'm feel like one day he might shoot, hit somebody, and nobody will know. Oh, I saw him. I saw him playing uh, on Up, Up, Down, Down with Austin Creed. This was a clip from a year ago. Yeah, right? I think I remember this one. And he yeah. was playing uh, Nightmare on Elm Street for the 8-bit NES. Yeah, that's what they were playing. And, um, you know, he's talking about it. This just a couple days ago, it came up with my recommended. Like, I have my TV set where when you're done with a video, like, it'll just go to whatever the hell it wants. I just came back yeah. in the room, and it was just like Matt Riddle's just sitting there with Austin Creed. I wound up sitting and watching this. So, uh, you know, I'm looking at it, and I, I'm very intrigued because I'm thinking that's an 8-bit NES game, and this guy's talking about it and explaining it to Creed, like, what you have to do, where you have to go. And I'm like, how? How the hell? Like, what do you do? Did you, did one of your uncles, did you inherit one of your uncle's NESs? He's a lot older than I thought. Right? He, he's like an 80s guy. I didn't know that. Really? He, he yeah. looks How old younger is he than he is. Let me see. Let me um, look him up. A sec. He really might oh, yeah. be an original bro. 
Here I'm thinking. Here, <laughs> yo, might be a like here I'm thinking. Here's this punk kid. Who the hell do you think he's original, bro? Like I've gone to him and been like, how's he original, bro? Dude, he like if he played Nightmare on Elm Street, like he said it was one of the wow. games his father bought for him. He's he's an original fucking bro. Oh, 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 okay, we're gonna, we're gonna take a second. Eb, throw yep. a number out there. Because I, I have his age. Okay, Rick. Thirty-five. Close. Thirty-four. Yeah, so he's an older dude, man. <laughs> and he was also talking about his kids and his wife. And so you forget that this guy has kids and wife, but yeah, he is actually yeah. an original bro. He he grew up on the NES. I just for some I guess because NXT and he looks young. I assume there was this younger guy. The, like the he years have done him well. Yeah, no they kidding. did him really well. He looks fantastic, and that I, and that, and that status thirty four. That status fucking stands to be an original bro. You know, if you're an OG bro, if you're from that era. <laughs> He's what he's—he's he's only a year older than me. Yeah, yeah. he's two years older than my brother. Like, I get Jesus it. Christ. I you get see? it. <laughs> you see, look, look what happened. Yeah. You know, this is—he's—he's he's better than Rollins at converting people. <laughs> and he's not even fucking trying, and it's like, yeah, I, I get it now. This is this all makes more sense, you know, with the backstory it. and everything. Yeah. There he is. And then on top of that, he is an amazing talent. All right, Riddle, reboot, <laughs> fresh start for you. You know, we're going to go into this with an open mind. Yeah, we get it. Let's, let's be real. Like, cause it's pretty, he, he, he only fucks around with the guys who are hardly here. So it's not like he's really hurting anybody. And it's not the first <laughs> time I've done that on this show either. There's been many a time I've been sour on someone and they did enough where it was like, you know what? That was fresh, Corbin. Remember fresh Corbin start, start. Yeah, there you go. Remember Corbin? We were oh, like, yeah. from, from this point forward, fresh that. start, yep. Corbin. We're going to see what happens with you. And now we love him. He's great. Yep. Yeah. Fresh start, Riddle. Let's see where this goes. Because the guy is yeah, good. I've always, been, I've always been a backer of the guy because I watched him in the Ultimate Fire, so I knew how good he always was. So. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes he's a little conceited. Not even gonna lie, but I mean, at the end of the day, he's a conceited person who will kick your teeth into into the third row. So, yeah, <laughs> you hit his heart, and that really kind of get it, Nico. We say what? And to get kudos from Randy, you don't see that every day, right? Randy yeah. made it funny. Reluctant kudos, just like us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So what else we got here? We have uh, Alicia Fox. Oh, God. What is she doing now? She, she, posted, a job? she posted on social media. She said, happy six months. Hashtag recovery to me. Speechless and still growing. Recovery and addiction challenge forms of norm. But who, who's want to mature to normal anyway? Keep expanding. Okay, now that's a complete thought. I disagree. Because it what? wasn't a complete read. So how could it be a complete thought? She said, wait, what? <laughs> and again, yeah. I didn't I didn't read this before. I don't know. Let me try it oh, again. No. I'm you know, take two. Take two. We're gonna run read that shit again. Yeah. I'm gonna be careful this Hold time. On. Happy six months, hashtag recovery to me. And she does like a devil horn, a couple of emojis. I'm like, hashtag speechless and still growing. Recovery and addiction challenge forms of hashtag norm but who's want to mature to normal anyway keep expanding okay now that's a complete thought you know it was Uh, so off the walls the first time my mind refused to let me remember what you said maybe it's like like fat boo and super boo she split off and the drunk one is the one who wrote this All her drunkness manifested another fucking being. Oh, shit. <laughs> 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 
the drunk one. Oh my god, I can see it. The bad part is I visualized it. Oh my god. Same here. It was her drunkness oh, at the end god. of the day. Because like Terrible. I visualized the scene when freaking Grey Boo ate that boo it oh. Yep. Oh my god. Here so here's my thoughts in all seriousness about it. so happy six month recovery. Look, I'm I'm a person who I'm I think it varies from person to person. I personally don't drink for the most part. I think when I started the show, I would still drink. To be honest, when I started the show, I think part of my my podcast companion used to be a drink to make it through this. Now it's coffee. I'm literally having I'm literally having coffee now and like a, a sugar free cookie. So, you know, but it used to literally be all right. Let's get out the hard stuff. Time to do talk brunch. I'm, I'm not, this isn't this isn't a, this isn't a work. It's a shoot. I used to have to have the hard stuff and some, you know, made some changes. And for the most part, I don't drink. That doesn't mean that I, if I was offered a drink that I wouldn't partake, I'm, I would never be one of those people. Full disclosure, I don't do sugar. I don't do carbs. I don't do alcohol, but I would never be one of those people that if I saw someone doing, I'd be like, Oh, well, you're still doing that or, or, you know, or I wouldn't even partake. If somebody offered me a cookie or a fucking sandwich, I would, I just wouldn't put it in my regular menu of things that I would put into my body. That being said, same thing goes with alcohol. Like if someone offered me a drink, which I actually the past couple of weeks where I've been, I've been spending a lot of time and had, I've been offered a couple of drinks here and there, a shot or two. And I still had it, you know, but I don't keep a bar here or a bottle here just because it's not something that in my spare time without being offered or in a social situation, I'm just going to want a bottle. Everyone's different. It varies from person to person. I've been around people. And, uh, that being said, I'm I'm a person of high levels of tolerance. When I did drink, it was like, first of all, most of the episodes of Talk Brunch you've listened to, I was drinking. I never really sounded drunk. Sometimes I was drinking throughout the entire thing. There were episodes that were so annoying that it was between lines. <laughs> you know? I never sounded drunk, I never sounded drunk, though. You know? Full disclosure, because I know there were some rumors going around. In regards to why we've removed certain people from the audio here, you know, about, you know, just us having different views or me being being phobic. I still have the audio. I had to remove a certain person from a certain comic show for being drunk and belligerent on the air and literally practically passing out. Practically. You know, that's the reason why in the in the uh, in the episode it was it was the comic final episode. I labeled it. That was my choice. I didn't clear it with anybody. I didn't ask him or anybody else. I realized that this person and it was a behind the scenes thing that we would finish in post production and clean it up and make it sound good but i just realized that this person was just under way too much influence of alcohol and who knows what else to have them around and then it was spun like the other way but i digress the point being alcohol affects different people different ways for me personally when i used to drink it was just it was just drinking you know i didn't really act different or anything um but let's not suck each other's dicks over six months fox you know what I mean? That's not really like encourage yourself, but don't put out a social media post. Don't don't pull a sunny who did this several times. I feel like it's a mistake when you congratulate yourself. And I'm not trying to, to, to like come down on Fox or anyone. else, But when you congratulate yourself for breaking a bad habit or doing something consistently that soon, you're fooling yourself. It's been six months. That ain't shit. You know, it's kind of like keep it going, keep it to yourself. And then sometime in the future, bring it forward. But you sort of set yourself up for failure. Just in my opinion, I feel that people allow themselves to give back into their demons when they celebrate too early about being free of them. Be 100% sure, you know? Don't be that person who threw someone else over the top rope at the Royal Rumble and then turned around and celebrated 
and the motherfucker's still dangling on the rope because then you're going to get thrown over. Then they turn around, skin the cat, and boom. And then, you, and then the only thing you're known for is being a, a highlight. You're a highlight, and you're an asshole in that highlight forever. Great High was able to take the Royal Rumble finishes and make it a metaphor to addiction. Only here can you ever do that. But that's the whole point. I, I'm glad. I like her to be sober. If you guys remember, we, we, we've lost people that were part of the show to um, to drunk driving and all kinds of stuff. Not that they would have drunk there, but that they were hit. And that being said, of course, I encourage her to. But just I don't know what's happening with the post as far as that. It's weird for me because I'm not perfectly grammatical when it comes to this kind of stuff. But at the same time, I don't use a lot of emojis and stuff. I imagine if I was using enough detail to have devil horns emoji and celebrating emojis and speech emojis, dancing, basketball, I would spell right. Or I'd be grammatically correct in some way where it actually is a complete thought. This, in fact, is not. Yeah, but yeah, happy six month recovery. Keep it going. Less, less social media praise. And that's another reason I don't like. um, That's another reason I don't like social media. It gives people too much praise. Because I know for a fact, without even looking at the comment section, that, that you're showered in encouragement and praise because you've survived six months of not being able to put poison into your body. Great. Fantastic. But it's a little too much praise. You know, it reminds me of the last episode of Ava. Everyone's just around you applauding. Congratulations. No. You know, just cut it out. You know, it's like everyone goes through their shit, but I just, I think when you, you hurt yourself when you celebrate too soon, because again, we just talked about Sunny. Sunny was a person. How many times have we heard how sober she was? Oh my God. I can only imagine. The two of them need to go do some DDP yoga, motherfucker. Not the one that you buy. Go to his house where he kept Scott Hall. Go live with DDP. And Jake Roberts. Yeah. And, and, and Jake Roberts. Go live with him. Be the next Scott Hall and Jake Roberts. Go live there. Do the whole DDP camp if he's offering. Eat kale. He makes kale, pizza, and shit like that. You got to start cleansing yourself. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, God. Cody Rhodes. Uh, he came up in the news again today. Apparently, he is the leader and owner of a pro wrestling school in Norcross, Georgia. I guess it used to be something else. Oh, Norcross. Yeah. It's now called the Nightmare Factory. He says, I've taken oh, on a leadership. Fuck, that's and- close to me. Yeah, he said, I've taken on a leadership and ownership role of the school of No Cross, Georgia, which we dubbed the Nightmare Factory. We got a big mural up. It's so cool. I've taken a leadership role here. This is where Sadie Gibbs is going to be training. This is where Anthony Ogogo is going to be training. It's not affiliated with AEW other than its affiliation with me. So maybe could eventually grow into a full-time situation. But we don't have that many trainee wrestlers at the moment. Maybe we will. And uh, Dean Malenko apparently held a seminar there already. And 85% of the AEW roster showed up. So if you ask me, it sounds like without them officially saying it, they have a place where they're going to be keeping their talent, their own little uh, performance center. Performance center. center. Nice. WWE took Florida. They they set up their first camp in Georgia. Let's see how that goes. Yeah, and Norcross is not far from me at all. That's pretty cool. There's a chance you'll you'll be able to see people and shit there since they said that they're, they're doing things. That's awesome. That's where they're going to be training. I could be Pentagon. (laughs) See how great things are. Things are so much better than they used to be with them around. Uh, Hall of Fame induction. Just want to run them down real quick for anyone that wasn't sure. The NWO, which has Hogan, Nash, Hall, and X-Pac is confirmed. I'm sorry, Six-Pac. A different version from going in here. Batista's confirmed. The Bella Twins are now confirmed. Jushin Thunder Liger is rumored right now. British Bulldog was rumored, and JBL was rumored. I wouldn't say rumored. They're wording as reported. I'm wording it as rumored. 
Yeah, they haven't fully announced like, hey, they're going in, but. It's an interesting thing. I don't know how I feel about the Bellas. I get that women have a shorter shelf life than than men, but damn. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. JBL, I could see. Cause he was there for a long time. I heard mm. Christian might be uh, rumored as well. Without Edge? Christian for years. <laughs> Without Edge? Just, just Christian? Just Christian. But then again, I mean, they could do like they've been doing lately and double up with those two. It's like maybe Christian goes in by himself one year just for the glory. And then Edge and Christian go in as a team. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Cause I, mean, cause I mean, Booker went in by himself first and then he went in with his brother. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dana Brooke got some sort of, she got in a magazine or something. She's in the cover of some magazine. Let's bring up this magazine cover or whatever the hell this is. Or she's featured in a magazine. I don't know. Let's have a look. Uh, I hear making moves and shit. No I'm daddy a- got a copy. Honor to be featured in hers magazine, knowing what it's like to experience such tragedies and being able to overcome the trauma associated with them. Brooke passionately works to help others realize that they can do the same. So I think that's the most beneficial part is being able to try and help people that are going through a similar circumstance. What the hell is this circumstance that they're talking about? I guess the, oh, right. This is talking about part of it is the untimely death. Remember her boyfriend died? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked yeah. about that on here, how he choked to death or some shit like that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. Once I'm in the gym and I'm training, I feel great. I feel refreshed. I feel like it's a weight lifted off my shoulder and any stress that I have. I'm going to the gym, I lift, I train, I leave it all in the gym, I come out of the gym feeling, you know, like a new woman. Thank you for allowing me to share my passionate story and carry it and allowing to carry on um, Dallas Carver's legacy. Dallas McCarver's legacy. And yeah, she's a... Uh, I've said this about Dana Brooke before, that this is, this is some chick that they had high interest in when they first got her, who was like this big fitness person who's clearly top tier in her, in her league. They just fucking, and they made her, brought her in. With that emphasis, and then just they didn't know what the hell to do, and they they wasted her, you know. They barely tried anything like that. As usual, they'll try something, and then when the first idea doesn't work, they just give it up. Like Squire yeah. said about them, when you have when 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 they buy you all of the tool, when when they when they buy you all of the toys, inevitably some of the cool ones are never going to get played with, you know. It's just well, a little bit too much. That girl's shown on multiple occasions how athletic she is. Yeah. Yeah, and she's. Pretty much improved since first she first time she stepped in the ring. Yeah, the girl added a fucking swanton and a sit out power bomb to her arsenal. But yeah, she's uh she's she's she out here right now. Like she... Somebody's knees are gonna buckle in this entire situation of them trying to keep all these contracts and have all these things happen. Somebody's knees at some point are gonna buckle, where they're not gonna be able to have everything at all the time because you have to let go of your grasp from certain things in order to survive and when you have people who you're jobbing out because you have so much people on the roster that there's almost no way like i couldn't figure out a way where we wouldn't have jobbers now with the amount of people and the way things are but that's the problem when you have a competition like you do with AEW, where it's like now you have to think consciously about every single thing that you release sky germany recently announced that AEW pay-per-views are going to be replacing wwe pay-per-views on their on their uh on their channels. And this is because WWE didn't want to renew their contract with Sky Germany at this point. So I don't know if it was for they didn't get enough money or they just didn't feel like it was important. But when you look at it, look at how that screwed them over. Think about it. Because now 
Sky Germany House has AEW pay-per-view. So now WWE, just like when they release people, they have to be conscious about where those superstars might potentially wind up. When they break television contracts, they have to worry about whether or not AEW is going to pick them up. So now what do they do? They never break contracts with anybody? They pay everybody? They could keep paying everybody. Eventually, the investors won't like that if the profit margin keeps dropping because they're just throwing money at everything to hold on to everything. They, they've, they've put themselves into a corner. It's just a matter of which knee buckles first. Exactly. And that like, is this is why thing. instead of trying to buy everybody, you make your own stars, you make your own big names, so that way you don't necessarily have to. Like the 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 biggest, and I realized it especially more this past week, the biggest difference between the WWE and AEW is AEW buys people because they want them. Whereas WWE, they buy people because they know everybody else wants them. They don't actually need a lot of these fucking people they're getting, but they're bringing them in, like like we said before, just so nobody else can have them. But they don't realize, like, if you're going to bring somebody in, bring them in because you want them. Why? Because if you want them, that means you probably have something planned for them. When they brought the fucking Lucha Brothers in, they had things planned for them. When they brought... Kong and Nyla and Riho and everybody, they had stuff planned for them. Whereas friggin' they bring in DJ Z and he's just a guy on NXT. Yeah, and that's and that's sort of starting to screw them up. Yeah. And people are starting to see it. When they hear their favorite person get signed and the next thing you know they're dropping Eric Rowan, they're sitting there like, what the fuck is going on? Like that 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 paranoid philosophy they have is slowly starting to backburn, backfire on them. And they refuse to acknowledge it, even though their people are literally telling them this. WWE needs to realize those people in those seats are literally telling you how to run your fucking show and you won't do it. There are a lot of people like to come on, like there are a lot of people like to say, like, oh, you don't know how difficult it is. But let's believe it's probably not as hard as they seem to be making it. No, no, it isn't. But like I said, they're, they're going to do things the way that they want to do for the time being. And whether they lose stations or whatever it is that they try to do, but at some point, there's going to be going to be a reckoning here. So, all right. Yeah, I think that's it for news, guys. We have a uh, hmm. Yeah, we're done with news here. All we really have to what else was left? Just what happened with the uh, the Wednesday Night Wars. That's it. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. What a <laughs> smoothest, smoothest episode ever. Wednesday Night Wars, which Jesus is practically. Christ. Yeah, we usually on way later than this. But yeah, uh, NXT again, I'm not going over everything with these brands anymore. You can watch them yourself, but just noteworthy things. NXT. Uh, you had Leo Rush against Jordan Devlin for the NXT Cruiserweight title with Devlin going over. And it just made me wonder what happened to Leo Rush's push. They're, I guess they're done with it now. Again, we're, we're back to no more push. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it didn't last. And a headbutt followed by the devil inside for the win. Yep. Yeah, they changed and then speaking of, speaking of what happened, a prime example is I called it with that fucking 10th anniversary show. Fucking Austin Theory just gets mowed over. I knew when they brought Evolved in, they didn't give a fuck about Evolved. Nothing was going to happen with that company. They just wanted to have the name there. Listen. And how do we know? Because the guy who was just here as Evolve World Champion just gets fucking like barreled over while Chompa cuts a promo. Like, I can't even tell you how many times I rewind that Chompa kicking his ass. <laughs> because I didn't see that coming the way that it went down. First of all, for anyone who didn't watch, Champa, Champa basically buries this guy. He, because he comes oh. out, he interrupts him. 
and he gives him the bop with the mic. He bops him on the head with the mic. We hear like the you you know the <laughs> the mic punch. One of my favorite things. Which one which of my I favorite feel, bits now, which I've incorporated in the show. I always felt though that the mic punch is di- disrespectful because it makes that silly cartoony sound, and the person just kind of staggers away. Oh it makes them look really dumb. So bad start with, the, and then after that, um. He does his thing. He does his promo and everything. He's talking about Gargano. and But then on the way up the ramp, Austin Theory tries to attack him. And Champa beats the fuck out of him. But Yo, like, Ciampa, He threw him into the barricades at least seven times. But he starts this counterattack with a punt. I've never seen when someone start an ass whipping with a pump, with a punt. We're going to start with the punt and then what, we're going to see what, what continues what, after that. I don't, what happened? He got out of the ring and just came up and just... I wasn't familiar with Austin Theory very much before this. I just always heard he was an internet darling, and I was interested to see what he was. There were people that were high on him. The problem with what they did to him here is that before this happened, I had somewhat of an idea based on what other people told me in the few times I've seen him of who this man is. After that shit happened, I don't remember anything that that guy did before that ass whipping. I don't remember any other outfit that he wore. I watch wrestling 52 weeks a year, and that was a unique ass whipping. <laughs> like, I couldn't believe the way he threw him. He was upside down and inside out. I thought he was going to start hitting people in the crowd with his body. It was like, what's fucking going on here? Somebody stop this man. And it wasn't one of those ass whippings where we'll sometimes joke and be like, come on, nobody came out there for them. No, it happened so fast. It happened like a robbery. Like, it happened so fast that even if people were running from the back at top speed, they would have never been able to save him. Like, nothing could have saved this guy. He was he was whipping his ass like if it was a time attack. And keep like, in mind, this is the guy who, on that 10th anniversary show, where everybody was like, oh, this is the breaking moment for Evolve. This guy was Evolve world champion. It doesn't matter what fucking company they incorporate. They don't want it to put them over. They don't give a fuck about Evolve. And proof mm-hmm. is that their former world champion, who I think he became a dual world champion on that show, got beat like a putty on this I fucking never TV. expected it. And the funny part was, I, I kind of joke, because I was watching this, right? And, and I saw Austin Theory in the ring. And then when Champa came there, like, I looked away to check my phone. And when I looked back, the camera was focused on Champa, And I no longer saw Austin Theory. So I just thought, oh, God, did it, in that little bit of time that I looked at the tech, did he gone? He fucked him up already? You know, but then, <laughs> but then it zoomed out and he was just like there on the side, like salting, interrupting me. I was like, oh, good. He's there. I was like, man, I was thinking I would be fucked up to bury this guy that I hear so much about. So, you know, and then literally I know like two fucking minutes later, it was going to be buried and further than I ever imagined that it would have been two possible. Minutes later. He beat the fuck out of him. And then and I guess what the party's not even over yet because next week they're going to have an actual match. And Why? boy, he's going to get fucked up. Again. Why? Why have a Dang, match? Because it's that wonderful exposure for Evolve. That their former world champion gets beat like he stole something. (laughs) Jesus Christ. That motherfucker needs to show up Wednesday morning to the Performance Center with bagels. Bagels and coffee (laughs) from everybody, motherfucker. Go to Champa first. Look, I got you. I want to make sure you got one of the ones with the sesame seeds on top before everybody else took it. Oh, my God. Want to make sure you got to choose the one. I got you some glazed chicken donuts. (laughs) 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 To to fucking to appease the poor man. Leave some glazed. It's it's a free plug too for USA. Would be happy about that. Oh my god! Let's make up over some glazed chicken donuts. (laughs) 
Like that ass whooping got worse and worse and worse as time went on. And I'm just like, just play dead. Just fucking play dead, please. The next KFC fucking uh food product will be called the Champa and it'll be a chicken breast that when you bite into it has jelly in the middle, like a like a jelly donut. Okay. You bite into it and the taste is so intense, I feel like you are kicking the jaw. Center breast. Mm, we injected it with cranberries. <laughs> Very oh, <full>. my God. <laughs> What the fuck is wrong? The chicken breast we injected it with we can't even We can't even base these. We got to fucking syringe them for the ingredients to get in there. You see the Colonel Dancer, I injected these chickens with... Oh, what a weird oh channel, man. What a weird channel. That's what I'm telling you. I don't know if I can handle Mania if it's on one of those channels. It's like, they're just strange every chance they get. <laughs> I can't even do a taste challenge because it's so fucking gross. Like, I wouldn't even attempt. Oh, my God. But, yeah, this guy, this guy got beat. He better hope yeah. that Champa likes glazed chicken. Yeah, because if not, he is fucked on Wednesday. Yeah. But the ass weapons continue from there because next, just because, and this is literally just what I was fucking saying. Well, well wait, before you, young. Well, before you even get to the next ass weapon, a couple segments. Dakota Kai backstage. Oh my god! See, I knew this shit was planned. So now she has a now so she has bad. a big nasty bodyguard. To me, it's, I don't even remember the fucking girl's name. I don't care what her name is, but she has a big nasty bodyguard. To me, it's silly because they just started her push and they already somewhat take the spotlight off of her because every small heel doesn't need a bigger bodyguard. You know, and then also as far as Regal forcing her into the steel cage match, that would have worked better if her bodyguard kept interfering in matches she was having. And then Regal was like, that doesn't, you now have no, no choice but to have this match. I've said this on the show before, but it bothers me that you can set your watch to these pay-per-views where in the past it used to be more like them. These two guys keep getting interference. Their, their, their buddies keep getting in. The ref keeps getting distracted. We have no choice. You know, whoever the president is, the commissioner, we have no choice but to put you motherfuckers in a cell. Since you clearly can't get your friends to stay out of this, we're going to put you in a cell so no more. That's how you make stipulations to a match work because now the fans are invested because they're going, yeah, now what are you going to do? Fuck to the, to the heel, you know, because now you can't escape anymore. Your friends can't get in. And that's how you draw. It's weird when it's kind of like, all right, guys, it's almost February. You know what that means. It's that time of the year, time of elimination chamber, time to do a steel cage. Like, it's just weird to make it just a gimmick pay-per-view for the hell of it. So I kind of feel like the bodyguard thing would have worked better if the girl who we barely know anything about was screwing her up, grabbing the legs of her opponents when they hit the ropes, just doing things, little things here and there where it, it, it nips at the fans, it gets her heat, enough where eventually Regal comes out, he'll get a pop for it at that point, because then it'll be like, listen, since your friend loves to interfere so much, we're going to try this in a steel cage where she can't get I mean, in there. Not just it, do it for the hell of it. I mean, it's the strategy they use whenever they're um, announcing a war games match. You see these groups of eight guys fighting on multiple occasions, and then Revo comes out and gets the war games pop. And even if we know that it's time for war games, you don't have to do it that way. You know? Yeah, even then they still find a way to kind of sneak it in so you don't see it coming. Yeah, like, yeah, so. it's like on top of the fact that she fucking sucks. Now it's like okay, after one interference, we're well, we're gonna keep you out of it. Like no, no, yeah. 
And then what you were going to get to, obviously, I think uh, we're all going to, we're all obviously going to say the same thing. There's nothing else that could be fucking said. We have eyes, right? Joaquin looks really good out there. It's a shame that he's jobbing to these guys because him and Mendoza, they both look good out there, but it was really just them jobbing to the grizzled vets who are great. Yeah. You know, they, yeah, they look good it. in the match too, but I just kind of feel like, how come there can't be enough love for everybody out there? Like, what the fuck yeah, happened? Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the former UK tag champions go over with the ticket to ride. Like, it's. Yeah, and it was good. He, he looks good. It's a shame. Another person who's like, there's just so many people that now just Joaquin's just some random dude out there. Just yeah. doing random he'll, he'll stuff. Literally, just like Brian Alvarez said, he's just a guy here. Yeah, it's it's a shame. Uh, speaking of just a guy, but this is actually just a guy. Kona Reeves gets squashed by Keith Lee. Insta Big Bang catastrophe. Good, because that guy ain't nothing. I've been saying, I told you guys from the beginning, I remember when he first showed up, I was like, I immediately called, like, that guy ain't nothing. Like, who the hell is that guy? <laughs> they they can keep him around. He's the, <laughs> he's the member of the Rocks family that doesn't get invited on Thanksgiving. Yeah, you ever go to the mall and you see those knockoff game consoles, 101 games in one console and shit? You know? <laughs> it's the Connor Reeves. <laughs> yeah, Connor Reeves is the Rock version of that. Oh, you know? Because he's a Samoan, right? Yeah, he's, he's, he's one of those ones. I don't know who yeah. the fuck he's related to in that family, yeah. but he's one of them. He's one of, the, he's one of those Chinese knockoff Samoans. There's not the oh real product. God. He's the fucking the, greater value Johnsons. Yeah, yeah. He's the, he's the Hydrox version of a... Fucking <laughs> <laughs> about Hydrox Samoan. What if there's some coming out with his smile and his cocky thing? I was like, who is this guy? This guy. And they realize it now. They See, that's the one thing I give this, this company credit for. All the dudes, as much as they don't push the guys I want, they definitely job the guys they should. Because everyone who I said, I don't think that's a good idea. Mojo, um, No Way Jose, the Kona Reeve guy. Everyone who on site, I said, that's not going to work, didn't. You know, like those, and those guys are like the deep jobbers. As much as we complain about the ones that, uh, that we don't like them doing that too. The ones that we called out in the beginning, those have been like hopeless fucking jobbers. We're oh, like, Jesus Christ. When you look at it, no way Jose has almost just as much HP as everyone else he comes out with in the Congo line. You know, you can knock him out just as easily as the fairies and all that other shit that's out there with him. <laughs> you know, he's just another guy. And that's what I mean. All these guys that they're jobbing out the right guys. Conery, fuck them. But that being said, Keith Lee doesn't need to be fighting him. Why do you do that? It was just so Keith Lee could get like a move or two in. He was already in his gear. Like, fuck it, give him something. <laughs> yeah. They had Bianca Belair pull a Kanye West during the Chelsea Green Caden Carter oh, match. She did the whole, awesome. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. And she basically told Charlotte she was going to whip that ass. You don't even go here. And then you know what? She's respectful because the match continued. And it wasn't one of those yeah. things where it was like the person got rolled up a small package. No, she, the match continued. It was like, sure. Now you make it. I mean, I mean, I mean, Caden did want him getting rolled up, but yeah, because Robert Stone trips yeah. Carter's foot from ringside and then she goes over with what she does like almost like a jumping on prettier. It, it was weird because it didn't even look like an unprettier because Caden wasn't facing down. I don't know what that was supposed to be. Was like, You're right. Yeah, I think she went knees first. Oh. No, she wasn't. She didn't even go knees first because it's like she was like, it looked like it was supposed to be some weird combination of like a gun prettier and a neck breaker just without the neck breaker. Oh, that's what commentary called it. Yeah, prettier for whatever reason. I, I think I, I think it's to the point where it's just like, not, I, I think Morrow instinctively was like in prettier because I don't know what that fucking was. Yeah, but, I thought she jumped. It looked weird. That's why I said it was some sort of a jumping weird version. It was definitely wasn't the regular one that Christian had. It, was, it wasn't the uh, it, it was it was odd. Which I still hate that. Like what the fuck that name got that that move got renamed. I used to like it being the Gothic face drop. Like back when he used to wear the white shirt and shit. It was kinda like just when he changed his outfit. What the fuck's the unprettier? <laughs> you know? Jesus well actually Christ. it was the kill switch when he last had it, right? Yeah, it, uh at this point they currently call it the kill switch. 
Yeah. yeah. What the hell is Marvel doing that? I think about that. Then it like doesn't even match any current move name. <sighs> Nobody knows. They change shit all the time. That doesn't need to be changed. I'm still calling them Buddy Murphy, by the way. So you. <laughs> Yeah, and I think lastly, what happened? Dream goes over strong, but he winds up getting taken out by the UE. Oh, we also did have a tag team match of the, the new tag champs were in action. It was uh, Bros Aways versus uh, Brit and Brawlers, Danny Burch and Only Lorcan. What made me laugh about this one was uh, the promo at the beginning of the match. Oh, when Riddle was saying that they failed the wellness policy. Who was he saying failed the wellness policy? No, <laughs> no, first they talked about, like, where's um, where's the golf cart? And Dunn goes, you got it impounded. And they talked about <laughs> the fucking trophy. He goes, he failed, the, he failed the wellness policy, so he'll be gone 30 days. I fucking lost it. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. I was like, what the hell's going on here? Yo, I was crying during that fucking promo. But, yeah, smash mouth as all hell match. Yeah, expected, but uh, side by side knees want to end in that match. Yeah, I mean those guys are just there to enhance talent anyway, so good for them. Yeah, every now and then they have a moment, but yeah, they were uh, only Larkin and Danny Burch. They've been there for years, just for the exact reason why you saw. So, so be it, you know. And uh, shit was funny though. mm -hmm, It sure was. So uh, yeah, now we got main event time. Okay, well, Dream basically Dream went over um, strong. It was it was like he got in his head first with the damn pants again <laughs> yep you know and strong didn't want to go out there with any help after all of the baiting that dream did which makes me wonder if later on this is going to be one of those things where he complains to them about that i've noticed it seems like with strong he's definitely like if there was ever a weak link in that group he's the one because it's like when they were all when they were getting the whole prophecy together he was the last one to get a championship and then at the last takeover, he was the first one to lose it. Well, if they want to turn him, the best way to do it, if that's what they were setting up, was for him to be like, I told you guys I didn't want any help, and you went out there anyway. Because Yeah, because they did just show up. If you recall, that was The Rock's first babyface turn. Was He wanted to have his main event match, and he wanted no member of the corporations at ringside or out there or whatever. And uh, they went out there, and following Raw, he complained about it, and they whipped his ass. And that's when he went from the corporate champ to the people's champ. It was a good turn, you know, because it's like the reason why he turned was actually honorable, even though he was a dishonorable guy. So it could go that route. But I'm kind of sick of teams being split up. And they kind of teased Roderick Strong at one point being a weak link and him possibly being exiled, right? Yeah, they teased him for a second, but they didn't want to be in a swerved uh, ambush Matt Riddle. Right, right. Well, good. Keep it swerved for now. Yeah. Yeah, Dream, uh, rare case goes over the Dream Valley driver. And then... Undisputed Era jumps him at the end. Mm-hmm. Sure does. And that brings us to, uh, I guess, AEW. We'll talk about the, the who wins the Wednesday Night Wars. Spoiler alert. But we'll talk about who wins the <laughs> Wednesday Night Wars um, after this AEW. But yeah, AEW. What are your thoughts on that? I don't even, I'm going to be shooting straight off memory with this. I legit watched this on the ride home on my phone. <laughs> so there's no way I was going to be notating shit. I watched the whole thing. Though. I watched Dark as well. So, uh, yeah, Dark was, yeah. yeah, Dark was funny. It was actually, it's always funny every time I'm um, talking about Dark. It's always funny every time I see Diamante because I think of that ass whooping she got from Oscar. Yeah, back when she was jobbing there, right? And she fought Statlander uh, this time, right? Yeah, she fought Statlander. And Statlander was doing the no shit and everything. Statlander is the best thing that she has right now, that they have right now. She's so fun to watch. Even though it's weird with this alien shit. But I think it's because she's so committed to it. Like, she. 
Yeah, she she's really invested in being a fucking alien, right? You know, I never thought that we'd have a woman invested that much in alienism. But there was like I was saying, like the thing with that is that that's what she was doing outside of AEW, and they just let her go with that because she knows it works. Yeah, I'll never forget the first time I showed you guys that on here. I was like, hey, you guys see that she leaves in a ship at the end of this? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, really? She, like, crossed, her like, she crossed her arms in an X, and then the, the hatch came down, and was like, Shh, and she was just gone. I'll never forget that exit. Oh, my God. Yeah, but good Yeah, Statlander, not, no, not surprisingly, with the Big Bang Theory goes over. Yeah, that, that's Cradle Pile Driver, pretty much, right? Oh, yeah, or very nasty-looking move. Big Bang Catastrophe or whatever. Big, yeah. <laughs> that's what it's almost like. It's Big Bang Theory, though. <laughs> it, the, the only difference is the last word. Yeah, exactly. One's theory, one's catastrophe. Oh, God. But then, of course, uh, we also had the Beth Friends against the Hybrid 2. Not surprising, but the Beth, Beth Friends got the win. The Hybrid 2 cannot seem to get a win. Like My favorite damn. moment of this, and I don't even know if I can s- describe it correctly from memory, but... uh. So Orange Cassidy's out there, right? And he comes out to help with them on the ropes, remember? Oh, he, wait. I think I remember the part. And he winds up, and, and he, he basically winds up doing, like, those those shitty lackadaisical blows. And then, like, <laughs> they wind up knocking each other off of the ropes and getting crotched, and he just poses between the two of them, like, on the ropes. <laughs> it was just like, that's incredible how with so little effort... He was able to cause all that shit to happen. Like one guy gets crotched, the other one hits the ropes and knocks his buddy. That guy gets crotched, all because he was standing there and he just looked. He just poses next to everybody. It was all fucked up. <laughs> I, was like, I that man is fantastic. He can do the least amount of stuff and get the biggest pop of the whole fucking night. That is talent right there. Okay, <laughs> it sure is. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I remember hearing you mention once. Uh, one of you guys were mentioning how uh, when they hug, they give him the Okada camera shot. And yeah, yeah, they've they been do doing. Rainmaker. I think that was me. They rainmaker shot that shit every time. Yeah, they've been doing that shit since the first day. I remember noticing the it's first like time amazing. they ever hugged, and I was like, "Oh shit!" They gave him the Okada ca- camera angle whenever they <laughs> hug. That, like that fast zoom out for the hug of all things. Oh god. Yeah, that's really good stuff there. Oh my god. But what else? What was the last match of this? I know there was something. Uh, else. Yeah, there was like two more. It was Big Swole and uh, Ariel Monroe taking on Christy Jane. Oh, yeah, it was like a, it was a women's match. This is, yeah, Jane was a newcomer. Actually, in this one, this was her first one. But I mean, of course, Swole, as usual, goes over dirty dancing. It was a decent match. Uh, I'm definitely becoming a big fan of Big Swole. She's really entertaining to watch. Like, the crowd adores her, but. It was a pretty decent one for sure, though. Mm-hmm. But uh, then the last one up, we had uh, the Bucks against QT Marshall and Pierre Avalon. And I mean, what do you think happened? Fucking, yeah. of course, the Bucks go over. <laughs> I I did like that the librarian actually got involved. Like she was mad about her book getting fucked with, and she winds up attacking with the book. Like she was so insulted. Fucking leave her. <laughs> and I like oh, I like the so I like what's his name Peter Avalon being like that's not wrestling like in the middle he's angry that's not wrestling at all this is I'll show you wrestling with punches and has punches and kicks and he gets fucked up like immediately God, he reminded me of the guy from that episode of South Park when they were making fun of wrestling and he's like that's not wrestling this is wrestling <laughs> 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 you remember that guy right? yeah. That was the instant what I thought of. I was like, these motherfuckers. 
Oh, God. Yeah, that was uh, pretty much AEW Dark. Like we say every week, it's like it doesn't feel they don't treat their dark matches like dark matches. Mm-hmm. They treat them like an extension of the fucking show. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And now to go over uh, real quick with the AEW Dynamite. So I want to get the hell out of here already. So, uh, yeah, they had that big battle royal clusterfuck match that happened. Uh, but I don't want really to go into too much detail, but what do you think happened? The Young Bucks wind up going over here. So yeah, Matt wound up uh, eliminating both Santana and Ortiz at the very end. So they're going to Revolution against Kenny Omega um, and Hangman Page or the Lucha Bros. We'll find that out as we go on with the night. So you get Chris Statlander versus Shanna. And uh, basically Statlander goes over here with uh, the Big Bang Theory again. It was a decent enough match. He did the uh, the nose bop again. I almost thought it was like, am I getting deja vu? No, I guess that's going to be a thing now. <laughs> yep, everybody's getting bopped. You know, you get a Nyla Rose promo where uh, she's pissed off about how the fans have been dealing with her. This continuation of the All Our Base, which, by the way, guys, for anyone who didn't know what I was talking about, unfortunately, if you watch it on TNT, which I honestly can't recommend doing, they sometimes the picture in picture stuff makes you miss dialogue. I was watching it on their official thing, so when we got to the uh, part where uh, she went backstage to Kenny, that's why I was able to hear her say to her, "All your base now belong to us, Kenny." Because on the TNT version, she just goes backstage, and you don't really get to hear or see too much of anything. So that happens sometimes. But uh, yeah, Nyla Rose did a promo. I I don't know if this was on the TNT version where she's out there with yeah. Tony Schiavone. Yeah, yeah, I heard the promo. Yeah, okay, good. But yeah, she just basically says... It's it's interesting because it's an angry, ragey promo. I don't know how I feel about those. You know, she just basically says that she should have been the first women's champion and that this is justice that she has it now. And that, uh, you know, she's hungry. And when she's hungry, she breaks bitches. And then uh, at the end of this, Big Swole comes out. uh, Statlander comes out. And it looks like she's about to do that poke that she does. But instead of poking her in the nose, she pokes the belt. Like, I'm coming for that belt type deal. And uh, before anything can happen, the officials basically split everyone up that's out there. Which uh, motherfucker said no, 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 no. I told you I like the Nyla Rose character, despite everything I was saying earlier. You know, like I do like the character, so it's convincing. It's just a shame that it's like there's that controversial shit happening there. Uh, what else was there? John Moxley against Jeff Cobb. Yeah, one of uh, Cobb. Cobb lost. We um, Moxley wins goes over with the small package. Mm-hmm. He uh. What happened exactly at the end there? Basically, he, he tried to do a paradigm shift, but he winds up getting pushed into the corner. And uh, I think he what was it a, a, a suplex that he, he countered. Yeah, it was a suplex that he countered. He wound up rolling, um, shifting his weight and rolling into a small package. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We get the tag team title match finally. Adam Page and Kenny Omega against the Lucha Bros, which as usual is a crazy ass match. Once again, that fucking buckshot Larry miscommunication. Like it's torturing me. We keep seeing this. We keep seeing this shit happen over and over again. Um Kenny hitting the Tiger Driver ninety eight. Um and then uh going for the one winged angel, but Phoenix countering that. And uh they wind up hitting the same shit as always, that buckshot V trigger. So, uh, but then we have the same situation afterwards where the young bucks come out and like Paige uh, winds up just not really wanting to be around them. And he goes and drinks beer with the fans. He grabs a couple, but he grabs one beer from a fan and he hands him another one. Then another fan gives him the fresh beer. So he gives him the used one and keeps going and he's drinking beers all the way up the ramp. (laughs) You know, and then uh, 
Let me see something, because I feel like we have in our program here, we have some stuff pertaining to this AEW. What do we got here? Okay, Britt Baker apparently attacked Shanna backstage after her match. You guys know about that? Huh, that I did not know. Let me see what the hell we have here. I have not seen this myself. Britt Baker file here. There's all kinds of stuff happening, huh? You got to watch like a hundred different fucking platforms to get the full story of what's going on here. (laughs) God, pretty much. Shanna, I know you fought for a Statlander tooth and nail fell just a little bit short. Still the AEW women's title in your sights. It is, Alex. I just need to level up on those rankings a little bit now. Britt Baker! Oh, God. Is that her thing? She just ripped people's teeth out? That's terrifying. Jesus. Fuck that. Oh, she curb stomped her onto the thing. She's like an anti-dentist. Jesus Christ. She has fucking new age eyes. I need to yank them. Dr. Britt Baker here reminding Shanna it's time for her six-month checkup. Yeesh. You're fucking selling. Jesus Christ. Is she going to spit up a tooth, too? Yeah. A tooth for you, too? Jesus. That's such a shit angle. <laughs> and shit in a good way. Like, God damn. That bitch is Jesus. Knocks teeth out of people. You know, she she going to show up at Revolution with a necklace of teeth. Holy fuck. That looked rough, too. How do they keep making it look like that? What's the trick? I don't know. I don't even know if I want to know the trick. I don't want to. Uh, yeah, I probably don't either. I feel like one of ruined the bit and two. Ugh. Okay, well, what was after that? Main event time? Uh, yeah, main event time. First ever steel cage match in AEW, which this cage was beautiful. Yeah, and somehow Cody yeah. broke his fucking toe. Yeah, well, he, when he, because basically the finish was this, uh, he pins Wardle after a, a picture perfect moon salt from the top of the cage. But I guess, yeah, I guess his toe hit the ground. Yeah. I guess the way it was, like, he fr- fractured it, from what I've been hearing. But he it was, like, fractured he's it, and, the, and, and, the, and the nail ripped straight off of it when he landed. So, fractured. Oh, that was you know, now. Too. I, saw that I, I saw the image, and I decided I wasn't even going to put it on here. Yeah, it, it's it's rough, but I love the look of their cage, though, because it looks like almost like a little cage hell in a cell hybrid. Because, like, it's not built like WWE's cages where it stops at the apron. It goes straight to the floor. But there's, like, a small gap by enough for, like, one person to fit in between the cage and the ring itself. Yeah, yeah. Definitely it's massive, look. too. Definitely a really good match, too. Uh, you know, I did like everything that was happening. Wardlow looks good out there. Uh, there was even a bump that, that happened with uh, MJF where he was trying to climb. And Brandy winds up hitting him with the damn, with the uh, the steel chair, right? Yeah, and then um, he makes some motion like he's going to strike Brandy and Arn tosses him over the barricade. Yeah, and the cameraman is part of a very unfortunate bump. I'm going to actually show you guys here, here the clip. I'm going to praise this clip and how great I think it is that they did this and how much effort and detail went into it because, God forbid, I fucking insulted and put it up on here, right? <laughs> Shit. Oh, damn. 
You see why they thank the cameraman after the shows? These motherfuckers out here in the cut, all right? <laughs> they thanked them for the sacrifice. <laughs> but yeah, what I like so much about that finish is that Cody didn't even hesitate when he went to that moonsault. Which is which that's that, that's that's a lot of trust to have in Wardlow too, that like he's gonna be in position. Yeah. And I think is. that's that's probably the best one I think I've seen him hit. Like he landed perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really did. It was good. This was definitely top tier stuff here. You know? Yeah. And uh the moonsault looked really good. You know, he came down hard on it. You know, Cody gets on the top of the pay the, the, the cage and he celebrates. And uh the show goes off the air. So very good. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. It was pay per view quality stuff here. Oh, true that. And Cody, <laughs> we're not even done yet because apparently the cameras kept rolling. And Cody said some stuff after this. Oh, win. I was hoping we talk about this because this was amazing. I don't even know what this is. So, but I, it must be good then. Glad to oh, know. Oh, it was great. Shivani, I'm good old JR. We'll see you next Wednesday in Kansas City, everybody. Just for anyone listening on the audio, it's just Cody celebrating. He climbed down from the cage. He's uh, he hugged Dustin, who's in the ring celebrating with Arm. Brandy's there as well. He just got the microphone in his hands. We're off the air. That was a. That was the best episode of Dynamite yet. I need, I need you to do me a favor, Atlanta. I don't ask for a lot of favors, but we have three very good dark matches. Will you guys stay around? If you'll indulge me real quick. Let's please give a round of applause to these cameramen and women, this wonderful production crew. To everybody who works at State Farm Arena, from security to the vendors, thank you guys all very, very much. I want to tell you the shortest story and then we'll get dark started. It's about 200 yards away. It's a street called Baker Street, and it is the exact spot. It is the exact spot I fell in love with wrestling. And I'm going to tell you why. I came to a show, I couldn't have been eight years old, and I knew that my dad was famous, but I really didn't know why. I didn't grow up in his prime. I didn't get to see a lot of the classics. I didn't get to see you break his leg, hey? I didn't get to see it. 
And I came to the show, and at the end of the night on Baker Street is where the fans will gather, right by where the boys and girls go out. And Sting, Sting went out. And you guys gave him such a great reception, and I didn't think anything, and I went to step out myself to go to, you know, my dad's truck. And he put his hand across my chest, and he said, never steal another man's pop. And I didn't know what he meant. And when he walked out in that parking lot, all of you cheered so loud for my dad. <laughs> and I, I didn't know I wanted to be a wrestler, but I knew... I want to be famous like he is. <laughs> and when I got into wrestling at 15, when I debuted in 2007, you guys were pretty hard on me. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate being hard on me. It made me come back week after week after week. And somebody asked me earlier, are you going to jump off that cage in my hometown? You bet your ass I'm going to jump off that cage. Now we're in the home of Turner and Warner Media. They've extended Dynamite for three more years. So we owe it to all of them to give them the best show possible. And the last thing I'm gonna say is quite simple. I guarantee you, we will be back in Atlanta. pretty good man that was a touching moment right fucking bone chilling you don't see that passion in the other place because honestly the passion is not there anymore it's about the money and just making sure the only place that kid loves this fucking sport He's been tearing himself apart because he loves this shit. Not just for the pop, not for the rain, not for the money. Wow. Look at that. That guy gave him. He gave him. He gave him a sketch of, wow, of his father. Yes, he is. Yes. Oh, look at all the look at all that art and shit, man. That was, wow. I hope he puts those up on social media later if he hasn't already. Dude, that was some man. Oh, stuff of his stuff of his, his brother, of him, his dad, like that tag before, like dude. That's, that's what you call appreciation. Tag match was great, man. Wow. You only see that in AEW. 
yeah, there's something that makes AEW more of a complete show than NXT feels like, and it's not. And, you know and, 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 and all the wrestling's good on NXT, and it's just like it, this. This just feels like more of a complete. This feels more like a Raw or a SmackDown or an Impact, like a a, a show, and. NXT still, even as good as the wrestling is, has elements in it that I can't even quite identify that give it the vibe of a B show. And I don't it's know because what it everybody is. Everybody in AEW loves this shit. It's not about a war or anything. They could be going up against any show. They could just be there by themselves. You're getting the same shit. It's, you know what it is? NXT, you can appreciate the, 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 basically the ring work, you know? the work rates and everything, but you can afford to miss it. And I don't even mean that disrespectfully. You can miss NXT and someone can tell you the matches and you didn't get to enjoy them, but you will more or less get a vibe of what happened and what went down and what the standings are. Where like AEW, on the other hand, a lot of this shit, you kind of had to be there. You know, you can't really, even if the matches were good, you have to see the stuff that happened in these matches and the storylines. Like the Cody thing, someone couldn't just tell you that Cody did a dramatic promo. That's not good enough. You legit have to be here to see how it happened and the way it ended and everything else. There's just a lot more must-see TV in the AEW stuff than there is with the NXT. Yeah. And I'm, I'm talking about, if we're talking about a better uh, television show than AEW wins it by far. NXT, when you want your wrestling fix specifically, they ironically handle themselves more like a sport in a lot of ways. And they focus more on the in-ring work where AEW has a almost a perfect balance at this point. The balance that everyone's been looking for, I think, for decades of uh, storytelling with compelling characters and interesting long-term angles. But then when the ring work happens, whether it's 20% of the show, 40, 80, depending on the week, it's the really good ring work, you know? And we always said that, that if we could only have a place that has like the wrestling where it's like the quality of like a Ring of Honor or a New Japan, but like you could still have some of the storylines that you get like in an Impact or a Raw or SmackDown. And that they seem to be achieving that where it's like it's the perfect hybrid of uh, all the good in wrestling right now. And this is, let's be real, this is partially what happens when you actually listen to those people who are in those seats and pay to watch you every week. Yeah, and that by no means means that it's perfect. Like, yeah, it has its issues, yeah. and, you know, we acknowledge it and talk about it, but it, it's But it has far less here. issues than the WWE right now. Right, and and on the flip side of things, I gotta believe, the wrestling fan of me has to believe that all the passion stuff is not gone from the WWE, but it's just, it's in a veil of obscurity right now because of the overproduction and shitty booking and writing and that there is still passion underneath all of that because that's not their fault. That's the office fault. It's always the, the corporations that make places shitty. Yeah. You the corporation I mean? lost the passion. Whereas in AEW, the corporation yeah. probably has the most passion on everybody else. Yeah. Whereas WWE that passions underneath there, because in order for me to believe that WWE isn't passionate, I'd be saying that locker room isn't passionate. Am I supposed to really believe that Kevin Owens isn't passionate about this? Natalia is not passionate about this. You know what I mean? I'm supposed to believe Oscar's not passionate about this. Get fuck out of here. There's no way. There's, there's, there's passionate people here. And that's the reason why we hold them yeah. in such a flaw. Because we know for a fact how fucking important it is to the people that are actually there. Everyone's passionate about it. All the people in that locker room love this shit. Their passion's there. They're just literally being yeah. held captive to some shitty booking and obscurity that doesn't need to be there. You yeah, know, like the problem is the, the puppeteers 
are just seeing the dollar signs and the ratings and the stock and all this other bullshit. If you let the guys who go out there and tear themselves to fucking shreds, just let them do their thing, you'd be amazed the kind of places they're in. Because nobody had to let Cody go out there and say what he wanted to say. You let that kid get himself pretty much to tears just to thank everybody just for watching them work. Yeah. And, and, I, and I love the way he plugged the dark matches where he's just like, Kate, would you guys stay? Not you have to stay if it's okay with you guys. We have three really cool dark matches. We appreciate it if you watch them. Very Literally asking approach. them in a sense of, hey, you support us. We'll do the best to entertain you. Very elegant approach. And I really like that. Like I said, and again, taking nothing away from NXT because it's a good brand, but there's just something yeah. about AEW that makes it feel like an A show. Not like an afterthought, you know, where it's like NXT, think, the wrestling good on there, but it just something about it that doesn't feel like Raw and SmackDown in the good ways, not in the bad ways. I, I think you might almost hit the nail on the head when it comes to the comp- uh, company in general. Your passion should never be in obscurity. Your passion yeah. is at the front or it might as well not even be there. And that's, and that's the problem. Guys. That's a problem that this corporation has been screwing themselves over with you're keeping the passion away from it like if you let these guys be as passionate as they want to be you'd be amazed the kind of things they'd be doing and that's the reason they really get to cut loose when they when you see them in aw and everywhere else it's like they really cut loose all the shit they've been holding back so because yeah, everybody's on the same like level that. yeah and it works it works fantastic so where i i knew it man i knew this was going to be the year when everything was building up we were talking about it up here like look at how it's turning out now where are you getting really interesting stuff across the board so exactly kudos to aew for another great week which brings us to the ratings what do you think happened aew brought in 893,000 viewers versus nxt 794,000 so literally aew has almost an 100,000 viewer lead over nxt beating them again they haven't won at all in 2020 they haven't won at all so you know whether it's a sprint or a marathon i don't care what the fuck you call it you could call it a game of ski ball darts pool air hockey yo-yo whatever fucking metaphor you want to use like you, you you have not if they've never pulled over you know like i don't know at what point does your kill death ratio is inattainable here you know like, like you're you're not winning this at all this is becoming just like it, it's pretty much rough and aw they, basically had a 0.31 in the 18 to 19 to 49 demographic um where nxt had a 0.25 they they knew exactly what was going to happen the second they pulled out that little bullshit statement. Oh, it's not a marathon, it's a sprint. Oh, so you got to tell it's going to be even longer ass whooping. Okay. Yeah, and they were both up because last week uh, AEW had 817,000 and this week they have 893,000. So look, they jumped there a little bit. But on the other hand, uh, NXT last week had 757,000. They brought in 794,000. They jumped up, but not as much. They jumped up about what? Almost 40,000. You know, whereas NXT, based on this here, what if they jump up almost, almost 70,000? So yeah, they're doing better. They're doing better. You know, that doesn't mean NXT sucks or anything. They're doing good, no. but they, but they probably, they really screwed everybody over at the end of the day. And I get it because Triple H would say that they were always on Wednesdays, but they were on Wednesdays on the WWE network, which was a big difference from 
what they were used to doing. They were taped. And when they went to television, I think that this Monday Night War screwed everyone off as far as being able to please their respective stations. Because what if you guys weren't going toe-to-toe with each other? And you would have just moved the fucking NXT once you took it off the WWE Network to another day. We would have gotten to see AEW ratings probably be really incredible because it would have been on a night by itself with no competition. There's a good chance when you look at that, that that other freaking 700,000 or so would have jumped over and been part of these views. And there's a chance that on the day that NXT was on, since they're not watching AEW, those 890,000 or so viewers would have jumped over and watched NXT. USA and uh, TNT would both have been extremely pleased when you think about it. Oh, yeah. With those numbers, you guys could have stayed away from each other and almost did double is what I'm saying, because your audience wouldn't have to choose. But no, you sacrificed NXT because you wanted to try to shut something down that, let's be real, you never had a chance in hell of shooting down. Like, Imagine if, imagine how good that NXT, and it's still successful, always good on history, successful, yeah. but you only get one chance at this launch. Imagine how good that NXT pilot launch number would have looked if there was nothing on another channel at that time, man. If they're hitting 700,000 and 900,000 separately, like imagine that shit. Their fucking pilot would have been through the roof on both of those things. And instead it was competition and competition's good. And I'm glad, but when it was this close to the chest, I'm just thinking those launches could have been way better. And I guess, you know what? At the end of the day, AEW did get their good launch because, uh, which I believe it was for a couple or at least a, a million, if not, if I, my memory serves correctly. And there was no NXT there yet, which I think at first they tried to fuck them and just put an hour. They even tried to squeeze an hour. Yeah. And NXT that. showed up two weeks before and it still did nothing. All right, so there, they didn't even have a chance. This company never got a chance. AW never got a chance to be on that on that time slot without a, competing against another wrestling show. That sucks, you know? Like, <laughs> that kind of sucks. Like, even though they're doing good and they're kicking their asses, they never even fucking had the chance to, like, get their feet comfortable, take their coats off and shit, and start off their run. <laughs> These guys are even cheating at the fucking starting line, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker, you took off before the green light and you're still losing the race. Like. Unbelievable. All right. Well, anyway, there's your Monday Night War rating. Um, SmackDown, not really much to say about this. There was just a couple things. It's becoming like Animaniacs. Like, this is a straight-up cartoon. <laughs> like, you know, like, what the fuck's that match they had with Elias against Cesaro and Zayn and Nakamura out there? There was a cowbell. It was a fucking ukulele. Nakamura hit a gong before wielding gong sticks like nunchucks. Strowman was lying up sl- slamming Nakamura on a fucking piano. Elias came off the top of the rope with an elbow through a table on Cesaro. It was like, literally, I felt like there was Animaniacs. And on top of that, poor Nakamura now has nine stables in the back of his head because of that shit. Nakamura got injured. He fucked himself up. They broke his poor head on that ridiculous yeah, story. Because somebody was like, hey, power slam onto a, onto a piano. On a fucking piano. You see what I mean? Like, this is just stupid. Stop being stupid. Look at this, look at this dude's head when he was on the ground. Look at his fucking head. God, that was so what are, what, are, like, what are they doing, man, with all the fucking precautions? Why would we need... That piano added nothing. I don't even remember why is the gimmick have to do with instruments again just because of Elias? Probably. Pretty much. Holy shit. Jeez. Yeah, that was the only really thing about, about SmackDown was this injury, the way his head... I mean, damn, man. I hate that. I hate when that kind of stuff happens and it wasn't even for something cool. A fucking piano spot. Like, if this is Tom and Jerry kids. 
Not even Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry kids. kids. The one where they leave with friends at the end of every damn episode. Oh, that's fucking amazing. <laughs> the aggression and the tension was no longer there. That motherfucker said he didn't go for the regular <laughs> one. He went for the kids. I don't know why. I have no idea why I did that. Uh. <laughs> Anyway, Naomi went over Carmella for Crown Jewel or Super Show, whatever the fuck it is. So she could be part of that. Um, Goldberg had that whole ending thing with Bray. Where to me, honestly, this is the, this is the last thing we're going to talk about and I have to wrap up. I'm so mad. So worst fucking SmackDown ending ever. Okay. The Fiend appears during the Goldberg thing, right? I couldn't believe it. It was like he appears and like he, he's behind Goldberg and Goldberg already knows though he's like but you're standing right behind me but he's standing behind him at spearing range right so then Goldberg turns around and the two of them just stare at each other for a while like it's like this long stare where they're just like looking at each other and then Goldberg just hits him with a spear and it was like why did he appear behind him and like then just stand there and get speared and get the upper hand and um it, and it was and like, like what a shitty ambush. You know what I mean? When you can appear behind him and attack him immediately, you let him turn around, look at you, register like, with you, and then you're standing at spear range. It, it, it all Bray did was basically just pop back up after Goldberg and his old man shitty spear and then just disappear. No, he's sold. So he's wobbling around Mortal Kombat fatality style. And then all of a sudden the lights cut out and back on and he's fucking gone for some reason or whatever. That's the only thing that was cool about it was after the spear when he was selling and then all of a sudden the lights cut on and the show ended. And even that, like, I don't know, man. That that sucked. That was like, shit. It, it, of all the people for you to sell for, Goldberg's not the one. You sell that shit like you sold Raw and Stomp, which means don't sell. <laughs> Dude, if they put that fucking title on him, I'm done. <laughs> There's no reason, first of all, for this old fuck to be here. Two, for him to be wrestling. Three, for him to be wrestling for a championship. And four, for him to have the goddamn championship in the first place. He's like, oh, yeah, my first universal title run was too short, motherfucker. It was too long. (laughs) (laughs) I I dare them. I fucking dare them. I could save 10 bucks a month. I won't wait till you sell your pay-per-views eyes off, bitch. I'll kill that shit quick. Yeah, I can't even imagine. I don't know what they're going to do, though. Like at that point, you don't you you don't tell you they don't put a championship on Goldberg and somebody tell me they have passion at that point because that must be stupidity. Everyone was saying <laughs> that the main reason that there was a, a light of hope was because of the fact that they don't want to kill the heat of Bray Wyatt fighting Roman Reigns at WrestleMania and it would suck for him to lose right here against Goldberg and then you go into Roman Reigns' feud with no heat, which would have made everyone feel this is a saving grace. Now we're hearing that there is no no fucking. Bray Wyatt Roman maybe the reason why there isn't anymore assuming that there ever was there is because they didn't want to uh because they realized he's not going to have he when Goldberg beats him for the title oh and they were God. like you're right oh, we decided man. we decided to uh, we decided to call that match off right, but. because it backfired because see, that's the crazy booking thinking they had somebody probably went to them and said guys you can't have Goldberg go over Bray because Bray will have no heat and no title for Roman Reigns and they were like you're right so let's uh, not have Roman Reigns <laughs> God almighty. God. Goldberg versus Reigns. I'm telling you, I, I fucking dare them. I fucking dare them. Is that what you think it's going to... You're right. That that sounds... Oh, my God. Uh, EB, will you be ready for WrestleMania? Because if so... <laughs> I think you're right. That makes the, that makes the most sense. Goldberg versus Reigns. So people do get fucked in this deal. Like, besides the fans. 
Like Bray gets screwed like, again. Like if that would, <laughs> like that was like the last time he had the world title and it didn't matter. Like after all that, he just gets screwed out of the main event. See, that would be dumb to go into WrestleMania where, where your main guy's carrying the title throughout the season and then he's not there at that event. That would be shitting on him if after all the work he put into that fucking character and the Firefly Funhouse, he manages to not be in WrestleMania with the title. Can you fucking imagine? I couldn't even think about what I would feel if that shit happened. Like, it just occurred to me that that's a possibility. They could legit have this guy. He carried the whole SmackDown brand. I can't even remember how long this has been. He's carried this. He's been like their main thing. He was a fucking pre-order in the game and everything. It's been the focal he, point of their shirts, their sales, the he, mask, everything. He, the new belt that they that were selling. over from Raw. The new belt they were selling for millions of dollars that he doesn't even yeah, use. Like, all the stuff. He's been like the top fucking thing. Can you imagine if that, after all that, it's just Goldberg spearing him and going to WrestleMania against Roman Reigns? That will be like the ultimate dick waggling decision in this company's history. Like it's, it's almost that, point, that almost if, tops that almost tops Kofi Kingston getting shitted on by Brock. It's almost equal. It's like a tie to to how bad that would be. You know what the bad part is? At least it makes fucking sense to sell for Brock. Goldberg Spears, he's going negative seven miles an hour. First of all, let's be real, Goldberg. Riddle hits your shit better than you do. Let's get let, let's get that clear right now. Okay. The reason he shits on Goldberg because Goldberg ain't got the ball to set with him because he's fucking real is gonna gas his ass out. Like if they, fuck, oh my god, I I almost I fucking dare them. It just, it feels like such an easy <laughs> eight ball corner pocket move for them to make that I almost don't see and, any and, other and, one. You know, ugh, like all you have to do is not fuck this up. You know, they they always say Goldberg's specialty is short matches. Here's what you do: Sister Abigail, Mandible Claw. Then we're done with Goldberg. It's that simple. You, you want to put Goldberg in a WrestleMania? Have him wrestle one of the divas in the fucking pre-show. I don't you give a shit. What? Keep They're him away do from what, that championship. They're going to do what they always do. You're going to get some of the shit you want and, and most of the shit you hate. Because on the flip side of that, I'm pretty sure McIntyre would be going over Lesnar. So you're going to yep. get McIntyre finally, especially when the whole chosen one, they keep going back to how he was the fucking chosen one. They're showing three MB clips. It would be so silly for them to do all of this. And then it's like, but nope, he also lost at the top. So he's going to win. So no matter what, you're getting that. So it's going to almost be a distraction from how bad they fuck Bray if they go that route. I don't know if it will be. <laughs> oh, sure. Because they could just have him in another feud, you know you know what I mean? Like, no one really thinks about. I, I hope not, man. He better go to Mania like, with the fucking title. Like, there's nothing. Like, if they put that gold, but they put that belt on old gold on fucking Bill again, there's nothing they can do to unfuck that. I don't give a shit if he does like they did last time and he just loses at the next event. They are perma-fucked. Like I, I don't even know, if, I don't even know if Drew winning the championship will be worth that because I still had to endure fucking Bill. Was that the same? I'm even losing track of where what titles were. Was that the same title that he had last time? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because right? remember they booked it as Fantasy Warfare and they beat Brock at two moves. Right, and now Brock has the other one. Brock's the one that got to get both of the modern era titles, and Goldberg's the one that only got one. Yeah, Brock's the one that actually works. <laughs> Oh my god! I tell you, man, at this point, like, like he wins that title, take his fat ass, get to Suplex City. I don't give a shit. Toss that motherfucker around worse than he, because it's his fault. He came up with this shit. I want to see my dad be a hero. Well, buy the DVD, you fat fuck. I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna hate that child so much. I don't take it out on the kid. I I do see a big problem here going into this season. That's it's a almost, massive problem. It's almost frightening when I look at like the. the 
strange shit and how it coincides with what we're thinking here about the booking. Well, who knows? Who knows what'll <laughs> happen? You know, this will become one of those all your pay per view now belong to us situations because oh, eventually God. people will just start ordering other shit. Yeah, that's oh, that no. man. Like, I'll, I'll be so much more excited for those AEW pay per views where they don't fuck the fans. Yeah, that is that is something else. Like, like they're, they're gonna fuck themselves into a corner where fucking people are gonna be watching replays of AEW instead of SmackDown. It doesn't matter. They have a steady fan base. Man, everyone's gonna buy Mania and still watch Goldberg and yeah, and the fucking blind fucks who are still believing WCW should have won the war. They keep like at that like, like like at that point, I just feel like if you're a fan of Goldberg, you have to be blind. Like you, <laughs> there's no <laughs> redeeming qualities of them. Once the pyro goes off, that's it. It's more a matter of Bray because a few times now Bray has an opportunity to be like as big a star as they can make. And then they just decide, nah, we're going to just do something else that has nothing to do with anything that leads nowhere and then just forget about it. And this is again, like after they put so much fucking work, I've, I haven't seen them put that much work into something in years with that Firefly Funhouse. It's so unique and like everything that they're doing with it is so out of the box. They took a big leap of faith and they ran with that shit. And yeah, you can tell they spend a lot of money. Yeah, and, great. Uh, you know, so it's just it's just so weird for the, us to even have to have a conversation about there being a Goldberg versus fucking Bray Wyatt because Goldberg should not even be dealing with this right now. That's wasted potential. Bray could have had like a match with somebody from this era that could really carry since he's actually a good wrestler. Goldberg's not going to be able to give us a good Bray Wyatt. Even if we get Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania, then we're still at fucking risk of Goldberg winning there instead of at crown jewel or, or showdown or whatever you know and even if he doesn't win there and bray goes over it's still like a waste of after all the building that he did the guy who he's gonna face at mania isn't gonna give us the match we want you're not getting a good match out of him so bray doesn't get to do too much stuff because i know goldberg doesn't do too much stuff find me a fucking instance of goldberg doing too much stuff and then i'll be okay with this match happening so Hashtag best case William Regal. yeah so best case scenario best case scenario is that the main event of wrestlemania is a shitty bray wyatt match not because of him but because goldberg's not going to do too much shit he wins somehow and goldberg lo- loses but it's just a shitty match it's just not the match it would have been if it was anybody else anybody else daniel bryan versus bray wyatt would have been nice even the miz versus fucking bray wyatt would have been, been a better carry match. Bray Wyatt, there would have been a better match. You know, I don't know. Maybe I doubt I it. That one, that one, maybe not. I mean, I mean, I mean, Mo, 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 Mojo can work. Mojo has more than two moves. But the point being Mojo that, like, no matter it. what, we get cheated out of like the culmination of this character being developed now, finally showing up and being just you know like irrelevant. Like it's not like going to be a cool fight. Like so, maybe no Goldberg would be the best case scenario. Yeah, just have him not there. That's the best you're ever going to get out of him is him just not there. It's these big paychecks, man. These these old timers come in for these big payoffs as legends and then dip out and the rest of the company carries themselves rough. All right, it's well, a fucking joke. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is it, folks. Yeah, there's not really much else I can say on the matter. Hopefully we'll have more information next week. And don't forget, enjoy your uh, whenever you decide to watch it Thursday at noon. You'll be getting your super showdown pay-per-view. You get to you get some of your answers there. At that point, I think, between that and the chamber, it's going to become very clear what's going to happen. After all, they're not going to be able to hide it anymore. You're not going to be... Like, certain things are going to slide into place, and you're going to know before, thankfully. It's kind of like Batista. You know, the Batista thing, when that happened, when he was at WrestleMania, 
people were like, oh, God, Batista's really going to WrestleMania. Like, we know. We felt it. It was like a meteor in the sky. <laughs> you know? That was exactly. so bad. And it happened. And when it happened, we were all like, well, it happened. Here he is. We got Batista now. And everyone just, so I think you'll, you'll at least know. It's not going to be like just a sudden big bang. You know? Yeah. You know? It and I want to say for that men's chamber, I know Reigns is in it. So that's like the chamber's my last hope. <laughs> Maybe like the, because we've, we've had times where the dirt sheets have been wrong and a half in the past. So it's like, I can just hope that somehow we're going to still get Reigns versus Bray. Because we've seen these two work in the ring before. We know they work pretty well together. And it would be intriguing to see Reigns come across the Fiend because so far those two have never been in the same place at the same time. It is scary. Oh. It, is, it is a scary thought. Like, I, I shouldn't be sitting here stressed like this. Like, they just like, snuck uh, Goldberg in there. They did it quick, too. It was just kind of like, oh, oh my God. There. Like, nobody asked for this. Stop listening to those blind WCW marks. They don't know what they're talking about, okay? Now I they're have still- to watch on Thursday to find out. <sighs> oh. I gotta watch on Thursday see if I'm gonna cancel the network before Mania. <laughs> oh yeah, and it'll be everywhere if that shit happens. Oh my god. There'll be riots in the streets. And real riots. It's gonna be fucking LA riots everywhere. <laughs> Alright, well yeah, that is uh pretty much that. Get ready, we're gonna be wrapping up here, guys. We are done. And that being said, thank you to everyone who hung out for this late episode that's been here for the entire night Stranger Axis Cool Ice George Z Willie V2 Six Slayer Stasis Dreams Spartan Jesus 92 Beer Noodles Amy Rose Death by Two Campos Mentis 074 Mark 710 Momentum Black Why So Serious 2 and of course EB A.K.A. Emang was on the call with us and as well as gave us the host today. Went to Raw today, brought us back a live report. He's on the air for him, for himself and myself, Rick Dara and Destin Frazier. We are out of here. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. Later, all. Shut it down.